Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Maybe they could bring back Dexnav because it looked like somebody was creeping in the grass too in the yes. trailer. And now coming to you live. From atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 379th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my scrumptiliumptious co-host, the first of which being the whale himself, Dr. Shamu. Hello. And then we have the man with a plan, the man with the teams, Seth Vilo. It me. It me. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with in 2007 to create an awesome Pokemon community where we have fun. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. We've got a great show lined up for you today because obviously this is, this is just like the hype time in Pokemon. And it, this is the part of the three-year cycle that's just like the most hype. And so, honestly, six-year cycle, but we can get into that later. Doesn't matter. Hype. Yeah. Hype. hype is hype. Yeah. The hype is there. And so welcome if you're new. I'm sure we have new listeners this week. And so our show today, we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to spin-offs such as Pokemon Conquest and Pokemon Park Wii. Pokey Park? Is uh, it Pokey yes. Park or Pokemon Park? I think, I think it's, it's Pokey. 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 It's Poke Park. Poke Park. Okay. And so Poke we Park. talk everything Pokemon. You get the you get the point. You can listen to past episodes, listen to this one, I don't care. Uh, but the show today, we're going <laughs> to open up just with a little chitter-chatter about what's going on in our lives and how, how things are going. And then, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit uh, after that about some news that came out. Not the big story, obviously, uh, because we want to really get into some meaty, meaty discussions about that. And then, of course, after that, we are going to go into our our uh pokey quiz segment where we quiz your co-host on their pokemon knowledge followed once again by we're going to talk about that sword and shield release in quite some detail and then after that we're going to wrap it up with a pokemon of the episode i think today is uh is especially fun um <laughs> especially if you like wearing sombreros absolutely and i think and then we're going to go to the mailbag and then today <laughs> On top of that, we're not nixing the mailbag for this this week, actually. We have an interview uh, from a couple weeks ago that I did with uh, Pokey, or JPR Pokey Trainer 98 So that's going to be at the end of the episode. So it's a packed episode this week. It's going to be really long. So let's get right into it, though. So what have you guys been up to lately? How, how's, how are things going? That hasn't been much. It's just been the UTC finished... I believe no, it's not finished. It's almost done. It's it's almost done. I think there's like one more match. I think it's. I uh, think we're at the final. It's this weekend. Yeah. It's this weekend uh, we get the final. That's wrapping up. I not much else really been going on for me, Pokemon wise, other oh, than man. the 
you, uh, PTU cast stuff. That's yeah, PTU cast is a thing. It's Ooh. a thing. It's a thing. Get early access on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash buckle podcast. Slip oh. that plug right in there. Good yeah, job. Yeah, you just got to slip that in. We got we to gotta plug ourselves, right? What about you, Seth? How you been doing? I've been doing good. I didn't get sniped too bad on my draft. Oh, yeah. Puckle Draft League started. That's right. Puckle Draft League started. We should talk about that yeah. for a little bit. Between the last episode's recording date and this one, the draft happened. So That's true. That was good. Um, yeah, I got gotta... most of my picks. I got my reuniclus. So, gods be with you. <laughs> gods be with you. <laughs> Hope you brought a dark type Hope or you a bug a type. But then that's the week that I bring, you know... Something completely different. <laughs> Focus Blast Ridiculous. Focus Blast. My favorite one that I want to bring someday. I know I'm kind of giving away my evil strat here, but Specs Regenerator fo- uh, Future Sight. That's something <laughs> that I'm excited to bring. Oh, gosh. That would be hilariously awesome. <laughs> like, oh, I'll, I'll switch this into this, and then I switch out after launching one of those. They, I go into something else. It starts to set up, and you're left between, do I leave this in to die, or do I let him get another boost? Well, it's like every week in Upple when we're when we're team building for Upple. We did our Upple battle this week, actually, by the way, against the Nagano Pangoro for Luke Loves Pokemon. You can check out his podcast over on any podcatcher that has Pokemon podcasts. He's always there. Um, we we played against him this week. Uh, we took away a pretty decisive victory of five zero, but he's he's just a good guy. He's just a good guy overall. And but he so we're we're like five and two now. I think we're five and two. It's week seven. There's four more weeks to go, and then playoffs. No, nice. I'm feeling pretty confident we're making playoffs. Probably. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. We'll see, though. We will, in fact, see. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's what we've been doing. Uh, I mean, I, I moved, too. So, like, this is the first time we're recording in the new the new space, the new studio. Seth and Shamu are in their old places, but I'm in my new place. <laughs> you let me out of your basement, finally, now that the flooring is done. It's not Where done. That's the problem. I lied. Dang it. <laughs> My lie is seen through. It's so close. It's like uh, I plan I try to work on it some more today and hopefully get it done. Because all that need, like, I need to lay down, like, uh, maybe another, like, five rows of laminate. And that takes, like, three hours. And then I'm done. Like, (laughs) nice. That's all there is to it. There's not much left. It's almost done. We'll see how that goes, though. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's getting close. Um, uh, I, I might build a studio down there. I'm not sure yet. I, I, it depends. I hope that I can get some streaming in this week. I'm not very confident because I have to make a trip for work to Ithaca, New York later this week. Delightful. Uh, yeah, it's just, Ithaca and New York in, uh, in March. Everybody's dream, right? Upstate New York <laughs> in, in March. Uh, it's, it's just going to be the best weather, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I need to go up there for work. So like, I'll be out Wednesday through Friday, essentially. Uh, I'll be back Friday night. So maybe I'll stream Friday night. I really want to get a stream in. I, but with the move, I just haven't been able to, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, uh, this is a good place to stop. We can come back. Uh, we'll be right back at you guys, uh, with the news segment. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. The news has a few things in it. First, uh, we're going to look at Pokemon Go. 
So in Pokemon Go right now, Dialga is the new raid boss. I heard there was a hiccup, though, in them actually yeah. getting it out. And like some areas still had Palkia, while others had Dialga as the Tier 5 raid boss. That's a design choice, because you see, it was supposed to start, but Dialga didn't do it right. And Palkia was like, nope, this is my space. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it was all intentional. That's how it was supposed to happen. Time, you know? It wasn't, it you wasn't his time. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, but then they also they released Smeargle finally, and it's from using the new Pokemon Go snapshot mode where you can take pictures of your Pokemon in the AR settings. And if you do that, Smeargle will photobomb it, and when you back out of the camera, he'll be out in the wild and he'll be ready for you to catch. So that's, and that's he also pretty copies cool. he also copies the moveset of whatever you were originally taking a picture of. Oh, that's cute. That's neat. I heard new moves cost uh, infinite candy. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And, because I, I don't think he's supposed to have... Like, he's supposed to just have the moveset of whatever you copy. Yeah, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. So, that's... If you were to just get it with no moveset, that's what it would be, because it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. It's it's silly. It's silly and cute. I'm a big fan. But yeah, Smeargle is uh, out in Pokemon Go, so yay! And this was also Pokemon Week, and so you probably already missed it, but there were Shiny Rotata and Shiny Pidgey now in Pokemon Go as well. Thank heavens. That's what we were all waiting for. I was waiting. My life is complete. (laughs) I can stop playing Pokemon now. This is my last everything. Also, because it was Pokemon Week, we got another Detective Pikachu trailer. Uh, It's not that much different. It just, like, really tries to hype up and (laughs) say, you have to say Pika Pika or something like that. They're trying to make that their slogan. Or something. Uh, I I really so there's two things I really love about this movie, and it's one that it's got a super wide appeal to the point where my mom tells me about it, right? All of the time, like she's like, "Did you see that movie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I heard about it like before it was even released or anything." <laughs> yeah, same thing happened on my end. <laughs> my mom came back from some movie theater where she watched a movie. Oh, we saw this trailer for the Pokemon movie. Have you heard of it? She was all thinking she was going to tell me for the first time. And I kind of yeah. played along like, oh, yeah, really? But, oh. you know. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's got a really wide appeal. And this one's got the best Ludicolo thing that ever happened. Oh. Yes. Oh, we just need a movie about Ludicolo now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just, like, scratch the tech Pikachu and Pikachu 2 and just get, like, a Ludicolo, like, barista game or something, like... Oh, you I, do just make coffee. It's like Dino Dex, like, but with Ludicolo. No, no, no. One of those mini games from like Gen Five online, where you had to go and do all those dumb mini games. Oh, you're talking about the oh, original yeah. uh, Global Link. Yeah, do that with like Dream serving World. serving coffee. <laughs> Ludicolo serving <laughs> coffee. Yeah, we don't we don't really need a Detective Pikachu anymore. It's got a Ludicolo. That's all that matters. That's true. Yeah, we've got the, the Detective Pikachu. The, uh, the more and more I see of this movie. The more and more I'm falling in love with the art style, like it's just realistic enough that I'm yeah. okay with it, right? And it's unlike what we want to talk about next, which is the Mewtwo Evolutions trailer, which <sighs> they tried to make this jump to CGI. And personally, I don't think it went well. So for those of you unaware, uh, Mewtwo Evolutions is the next Pokemon movie that is coming out. Uh, it is Pokemon the movie. I guess this is 22. This is 22. And this is the 22nd Pokemon movie. They're just remaking Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back, but in CGI for whatever reason. I don't know why this was a choice it's that they made. It's just the first movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they made this choice. I So, like, when we first saw the Pokemon uh, a few episodes ago, uh, we talked about it, and I said, it looks good for the Pokemon, but I want to see the humans. We finally saw the humans in this trailer, 
And I wish we didn't. Uh, I yeah, like I wish that. we didn't. Uh, it, it, well, so my my real reaction is they're in the middle, right? Like it could have definitely been worse. Absolutely, I saw yeah. it going oh, worse. They look like claymation almost. They do, uh, yeah. and that's I, I think that's kind of what they were going for. They're semi-realistic, but still the the same cartoon proportions. It's it's yeah. just hard because like they look like claymation when the Pokemon look actually like CGI animated. Yeah, well, it, that's because you're it, used it, to seeing a Pokemon as CGI, and yeah. the Pokemon itself looks claymation, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I've seen those YouTube videos of, I make Rayquaza out of clay, and it just looks like the Pokemon. We're not used to seeing a human in Pokemon yeah. cartoon proportions, so that's what's tripping us up. That's really, I don't know, it, I'll, it'll probably grow on me, but I don't know, I'm not as excited for this either. I don't think this is a movie that I'm just like, man, I can't wait to see what's going on, because I know what's going to happen. I really feel this was just like, oh man, let's sell some more, let's go. That's what this movie feels like to me. I'm excited for this. It looks really good. Like, the CGI motion and everything, it looks really clean. They put a lot of work into it. You even see Charizard's throat, like, expand and light up when he's about to launch a fire attack. Like, it, it's actually kind of... It's not quite the reality of Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of CGI awesome work in this, and I'm I'm personally really excited. I I want to see a little bit more. Like I want to see it in the theater and see what happens. Just like just to see the whole length and then come out being like, meh. That was that was not anything more than I expected, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I was blown away by the latest movie, The Power of Us. I was really blown away by that. I thought that Mm -hmm. one was really done well. Um, I I think this one's just going to be kind of jarring for people who aren't nostalgic for the movie. Because there are some anime plot elements that are stuck into the movie, right? Yeah. And because the first movie wasn't like the rest of them, where they essentially like found ways to not incorporate them into the overall plot. This one, in fact, like was incorporated into the plot of the Pokemon movie or the Pokemon TV show at the time. So it would be really interesting to see what they do. Like if they really want to take full advantage of it, I think you go to Disney XD or whoever's playing Pokemon at the time. And you have them run, like, a season one marathon. Yeah. Just so the kids can get caught up on season one of Pokemon. Uh, and it works really well with the Let's Go angle as well. Yeah. So you, you do that, and you get Mewtwo, and then you go see the movie just after that. I mean, I guess in the U.S. this wouldn't be until, like, November, but... Probably not. Just something to think about. The thing I want to see with it is how do the mouths move? Will they oh. move like the language that it's spoken in, or will they do the anime open-close thing? Oh, man, that's going to be hard to dub. That's true. Man, I didn't even With think With everything about being that. so hyper-realistic, mm-hmm. how will the mouths move? That's my yeah. question. It's going to be interesting to see this movie. I, I don't know how I feel about it yet, <laughs> and this is definitely one of the riskier things I think they've done. Like They're just going to take and like kick an old property in the, in the nets. Like, it just feels like that. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And just like, maybe this is good because maybe they can use this to like, as an effort to refocus the movies. Cause it kind of feels like they've been all over the place lately. By lately, I mean like the past four or five years where they're just like, yeah, we're just kind of phoning in these movies with like the Migirna movie um, and stuff like that. They're just kind of phoning them in. And then they did, you know, the 20th anniversary movie, which I thought wasn't bad. And mm-hmm. then they went ahead and they did the power of us, which again, I didn't think was that bad either. And then, then they're just like, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting direction for the movies to take. And they're just like, hard right turn. We're just remaking them now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm hoping they're using this as an effort to like refocus and be like, and they're taking the time because they don't actually have to write a new movie 
to be like, okay, how are we going to make a good Pokemon movie from here on out? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with just the anime. Maybe the anime's ending. Maybe we're getting like an Ash Ketchum ends the anime type deal. You're hilarious. Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah, we can hope, but they won't do it. Man, if we could just because get an be- anime that is more like Pokemon Adventures, I say this time and time again, Pokemon Adventures manga, get an anime more like that, or maybe just get an anime that reboots the main character every se- every like generation. Right? They do. Ash gets new sidekicks every season. That's yeah. awful. That's not the <laughs> that's way That's the main do character, not the other one. So it's like, that's all they do. They just kind of like swap characters out. Yeah, exactly. It's not really the way to do it. I'd much rather just have the other anime do that, right? Uh, they swap out the main characters every, you know, couple seasons or every season or something like that. And that's fine. I think that would work really well for Pokemon. Uh, I think it would be able to make it a more Pokemon world centric story as opposed to what we have now, which I feel like is just filler plot all the time. That's just me, though. Well, I think it's marketing to kids. So that's why they're not. They've got Ash, who they had forever. He's an iconic character. They don't want to switch it up and then kids not be aware of who that is. And also for the fact, too, if you're saying make it more Pokemon Adventures, that would be taken away from the kids' like genre to a degree. If we're making it like Adventures, you're going to have an Arbok getting sliced in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm not saying just copy it exactly, I but know. maybe up the, I know. up the age. And I, I, I have an argument for this. And it's that the age of the Pokemon demographic has definitely grown with Pokemon. Oh, it has. It's just a thing that if they make a separate one for the older audience, the younger one's going to find it, and the parents will find it. Like, why is this being labeled as Pokemon? Like, you could have that eh. whole issue <laughs> with just the younger audience still being You could young. say the same thing about just general anime, though, looking like cartoons. I know. Right? I'm Allow aware. me to remind you that Pikachu curses in the Detective Pikachu movie. We'll see how it goes. Well, I, I, I really would like to see a refocusing of the anime. Maybe just a second anime, right? You keep Ash, let him do his thing, then run a parallel anime where we get new stuff. And then make the Pokemon movies about that. Like, And then you just end it every season, just like you would any other anime, right? Where they have like one movie per season or one movie per arc or something like that. I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just something to throw out there. But we will uh, stop the news right there. And we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Pokal's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So Shamu and Seth today are going to be operating as a team. They cannot use the internet. They can only use one another to try to answer a series of five Pokemon questions. They all come from our community over on our Discord. You just go to the trivia channel and you submit your questions. You do not email them to us because these guys can read the email. They cannot, however, see that trivia channel. So please make sure you go and do that. It's a uh, it, 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 we like doing it. It's great listener interaction, and th- that chat has just kind of gotten to the point where it's like really cool. People are just dropping random trivia that we can't use in the show, but you learn some cool Pokemon stuff along the way. They will be competing against their fellow co-hosts in a battle to thirty points uh, to see who gets there first. They have a chance to get a possible total of seven today. One for each question. One for one of the questions with a bonus point. And another one, if they don't use their lifeline, which is a hint, throughout the entire series and get all the questions correct. Uh, so if you guys are ready, we are going to see if you guys can change up that leaderboard. Yeet. Yeah. Yeet it is. All right. So our first question 
is going to come from one of the people on the Discord that I forgot to write their name down. Uh, and it is in Ruby and Sapphire. How many tiles of water on Route 119 can you find Feebas? Oh, no. Oh, I want to um, say three. Is it? Th- um, what do you think? I, I, I thought it was it actually didn't... much higher, but it's just like it changes. Yeah, well, yeah, it changes, but at any point you can find it in. It's the same number of tiles. Yeah, in this number of tiles. <sighs> it's oh. three or eight. I don't think it's eight. It might be five. I'm literally thinking so much higher than that because I thought it kept changing depending on like it randomly. I'll give you a plus or minus one on this, but as as well, I'll give you a plus or minus one. So you got a little bit of a window. I really don't know. If you're thinking that, I'm thinking like 30s. Oh no 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 no! It's single digit. It makes sense, single digit too. I uh, should we just go like four? We could go five because that's kind of right in the middle. Well, if if we go plus or minus one, then it's like three to five. I think four, but it but it could be six, Shamu. <laughs> it could be six, but then it could be. I three. need an answer, yeah, guys. Let's go. Let's go with my gut. Let's go with four. Why not? Four is unfortunately out of that window. The answer is six. Dang Damn it! It. <laughs> it is six tiles in which you can find feedback, which was absolutely awful because <laughs> I think it was still like a five percent encounter on those tiles. Yeah, so, no, like, I think minimal. it was really high on those tiles. Uh, I no, it's still minimal. But that's minimal. fine. We could talk about yeah. it another time. Yeah, different uh, trivia. I, uh, I also forgot to mention that this segment is brought to you by Anime Gravy and that when these guys get to 30 points, they will be winning $20 worth of a Puckle Tea Public credit to get that sweet, sweet Puckle swag. Woo. Uh, all right, so you guys are 0-1 right now. So yeah. our uh, next question... Uh, these next two questions kind of go off of each other, so just keep pay attention. Mm-hmm. What typing is the most uncommon in a dual type Pokemon? So, the of all dual type Pokemon, uncommon. which type is the least common? And this includes Megas. I don't think it. Yes, it includes them, everything. It, it includes everything. Okay. There, what? There are several that have that are exclusive typing. No, 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 no. But like one type that gets matched with oh, other stuff. Oh, a single type that gets matched with others. Okay. Yeah. Which one gets matched the least amount? Gotcha. Um, well, we know it's not flying because that's matched with every single type. Yeah. Um. Uh, normal might be one of them. Not anymore. Not after Gen I'm Six. Not... Oh yeah, no, they did like fighting and some others. Yeah, I want my immediate gut says ghost or fairy. Because Ghost um, hasn't been paired with too much, but Fairy is still ghost, really new. You've got Ghost for the generic type. You've got Ghost Electric. This is, this is total Rotom. number of Pokemon, by the way, not just, like, which types it's been with. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, like, not oh, unique like, combinations. This is total Pokemon. Yes. This one that would take more than a minute to figure out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just have to go with your gut here. That's what you're going to need. So it's, yeah, it it's might more be like a rolling a dice. <laughs> It might be a type that's... Uh, conveniently, I was just writing out the types on a piece of paper before we started, <laughs> just to, uh, to test my memory. Electric also comes to mind, because that type in general is sparse. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with electric. Wouldn't be water. No. Wouldn't be... F- fire's got a good amount. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking electric, th- ghost, or fairy. I'm kind of... Hmm. Or dragon. Um, no, dragon seems got enough. But there that's, aren't a lot of dragons, per yeah. se. But there um, aren't a lot of mono dragons. Why am I true. helping you? I'm not helping you. Because I don't know. it's a confusing, confusing question. Because it's like, how many of alternate types are there? No, wait. How many of just this combination? But also not combinations. But also, th- so it's a little odd. I I need an answer. You um, have to give me a type. 
What you think, Shamu? What's your gut I'm telling you? I'm thinking electric, honestly. Let's like, go with it, I think. Electric is unfortunately incorrect. <sighs> the answer's ice. I'm okay with Only that. Only 29 Pokemon are actually ice plus another type. I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Ice, ice, baby. So this next question, so unfortunately you're 0 for 2, but this next question is actually, uh, uh, bounces off of that last one, and I think you'll know the answer. What typing is the most common in a dual-type Pokemon? Of all dual-type Pokemon, what do you think is the most abundant type? Water, probably? Uh, I don't even... I don't know. I, gonna, I know single-type waters exist, but, like... I was going to say normal. Oh. Because that... you get every single bird except Talonflame. <laughs> um, and Zapdos and Moltres and Articuno. Well, I mean, like, they're, they're legends. They're not the bird. But... But we're, are we talking about like normal type, dual type, just nor- like how many Pokemon of this? I'm like how many? So what type is the most abundant amongst all dual type Pokemon? All dual types ever. Yes. Each, yeah, each like, dual type it counts one for each of those types, and what number is the highest at the end of the day? Yes. Okay. I think this one's pretty straightforward. This one, this one should be pretty easy. Yeah. I really don't even know. I, I think, think water no, or normal, but Yeah, I water or normal, know. I think, would be the op- options there. But there are a lot of pure, I, pure There are a lot normals. of pure of each type, yeah. I'm gonna need my, an my, answer. I hate you, my Thatch. Brain not work. My brain's not <laughs> and working. And whoever yeah, gave us this trivia, I hate them too. Because <laughs> that's a weird... Now, now that we finally understand it, we have like 10 seconds left. Um... <laughs> Want to just go with normal, see what happens, YOLO it? Sure, or... at this point, yeah. YOLO. Normal. Normal is unfortunately incorrect. <laughs> the answer's flying, guys. Come on. Like, there's one pure flying type Pokemon. One. Oh! Okay. Okay, Come now that on. I finally understand the question, can we, uh... And then I was trying to drop the hints in there with the Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos. Well, that's because I made the early. bird comment. Yeah. Lando early. and, like, Tornadoes. Okay. Or Thunderous, I... not Tornadoes. I was thinking, it. Uh, that was a weird question. That was weird. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a chance to redeem some points here because you Yay. guys are on three right now. Uh, this next question has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six answers. Okay, so this is what I'm going to tell you. So it was originally going to be your dual type, your dual point question. I was going to make you say, uh, make you say four of them for a possible two points. However, now what I'm going to say is, if you can name, if you for every one of them you name up to four. You can get a uh, you can get a point, um, so you can get a total of four points here. Oh God, here we go. Uh, so if you name all six, you get bragging rights. Yeah. All right. So I want to know, and you guys should be able to figure this one out. What Pokemon can keep their ability while Mega evolving? Oh, okay. So Scizor. Yeah, Technician. Yep, Scizor is one of them. Uh, what does Steelix get? Ste- a Sand Force. No. Sandforth. Okay, that's not it. Um, Odno gets healer? And it can't yeah, have healer? Yeah, Odno. Because, like, Regenerator, healer, and something else. Tyranitar. So that's Tyranitar for the upstand stream. Um, trying to see guys. Not Slowbro, uh, not any of the Gen 1s. The starters, I mean. Um, yeah, not that. Blaziken. Blaziken, yep, Blaziken's another one. That's four so far. Uh, I want to get um, another one in there because I'm not positive on Audino. I want to go for all six if we can. Oh, there's seven. <laughs> I miscounted. There's seven. Oh, there's seven of them. Okay. Um, not Sceptile, not Swampert. Nope. Um, Latios and Latios. Yeah, because they keep Levitate. 
That will be that last one just in case. Um, searching, searching. Brain, Beyonce, brain, brain. Not Sableye, um, not Mawile, not uh, Metacham. Yeah, Metacham gets huge power. So it'll be Metacham, the Lotties, Tyranitar, Blaziken. Scizor and Audino. Audino. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Are those your answers? Those are our answers. Those are all correct. The person that wrote the question missed some of them, like Audino and Medicham, but those are both correct as well. <laughs> uh, the other answer that you could have you could have gotten is Obama Snow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Weather Hell, setters yeah, in general. Thing, yeah. yeah. But we'll give you four points for that because you guys did real well there. Woo! We, we uh, did it. <laughs> all right. Our next question is, as always, a base stat question. But, however, Thatch is running out of highest base stats for typings because it's been God knows how many episodes. So we're going to start going to second highest and sometimes lowest. Oh. So I think you guys will know this one. Uh, You still have the hint as well. Don't forget that. Yeah. Granted, I don't think you'll need it. Auto cash in. (laughs) But I want to know the rock type that has the second highest defense stat. I want to play my hand card. I think I know what it is anyway. It's probably Aggron, but... Mm. It's not, I, no, someone else has it, I think. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Because um, Shuckle's got the highest. Shuckle's got 230. Oh, no, no, it's Regirock, uh, so, actually. So this is Regirock's a hunk of hunk of chocolate. Yeah, it's Regirock. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Regirock has two. I forgot the Regirock has 200. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's Regirock. That is correct. Agron's at 180. So Yeah. yeah. And I knew Agron was 180. I just forgot about the 200. Actually, I the answer's... Gonna... Oh, I misread, uh, but we'll say Regirock. I gave the wrong hint. The answer's actually uh, Stack Attacka. Oh, Oh, prime Wait, number, what? whatever. Yeah. One thirty. Regirock's got two hundred. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Never mind. I misread that. For some reason, I have no. Uh, no. Stack attack is at two eleven. Never mind. Two eleven. Okay. You said one thirty one. That's his attack. Yeah, that's his attack. Yeah. I apologize. How dare uh, you? for that confusion? He's the third highest, but we'll take it. Um, I, I would have instead of saying he's a hunk of hunk of chocolate and love, I would have said he's a he's he's a brick house. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't have gotten that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, all right. So uh, that gives you guys five points for today after that rough start. So we are going to go ahead and change up those standings and see how that goes. So uh, that gives Seth 14 points. And Shamu, your first five um, for this trivia cycle. So let's go ahead and let's let's format this. I want that Kona Diamond Heads tapestry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That tapestry, though. All right, so in first place, tied, we have Scrawn and Whimsicott with 17 points. In a close third with 14 points, we have Seth Vilo. Basket is in fourth with 12. Linian in fifth with 11. Sublime and Bosephus tied for sixth with 10. Jushiro in eighth with six. Dr. Shamu in ninth with five. And R. Sigma in the rear with four. It looks like uh, it's still anybody's race, honestly. Like, that's actually really close in, like, the top seven. That's still really close. Anybody's game. So, well, tune in next week, guys, for another episode of Puckle's a Pokey Quiz. Hey, Puckleonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckleonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be obviously the release or not release, but the announcement of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield from this week's Nintendo Direct. 
lots of people have been like, I'm too excited to know what's going on here. Like, I really want to know what's happening. I really am excited for this. And I, I understand why. Like, this is a, I mean, it's a Pokemon release, a new generation on a new console. This happens like once every six years. This is more infrequent than Christmas. And we're about to just go deep dive into everything that we've noticed about it and just our expectations and what's going on. So first of all, Seth, I'm really upset that you're here because it is actually taking place in England. I, and I'm very <laughs> confused by that because I, I guess like it's not that wild of a guess that it takes place in England, right? Mm-hmm. But that all of the Poketubers from England were like really into that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more upset by that than anything else, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know that they were just like into this idea and they got nowhere. They, they got exactly what they wanted out of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I love it. I'm so excited. It's, it's an interesting environment. I mean, I'm, I'm like, well, so, I'm so my initial reaction to seeing the trailer. So this takes place in the Galar region, the first region without an O. We get this region and you see the artwork and you see the environments. And the first thing that I thought when I saw the entire trailer was this is Gen 6 part two. Yeah. Uh, Electric Boogaloo, which I'm okay with because everybody was like, man, I want Pokemon to take risks. And I'm sitting over here. I'm like, after Sun and Moon and after Let's Go, I am perfectly fine going back in my safety in my safety zone. Bring me back like, some formula. Yeah, give me yeah. back a little bit of formula because I'm a little worried about this direction you're taking, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm really happy with just looking at the overall design of that and seeing how it's going. And it just, it, like I said, it feels very Gen 6. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'm okay with, and I'm, like, a little part of me with all the trains going around. Remember that train station in Kalos? Mm-hmm. That would never... The, the train to nowhere in Kalos? Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe we'll get that train to nowhere in Kalos. I can only hope and be disappointed. There's a couple of, like, rails on the map that they show. There's several like rails, the rails on the map. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. I really Whatever do was... hope that maybe we get back to Kalos, because France and England, yeah. like, in real world, uh, aren't that far away from each other. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Kanto and Johto of Pokemon, so, I would assume. Yeah. I, I would like to but, see that, though. Yeah. Could be, like, there's some interesting things on the map, and, like... Could, oh, yeah. That map is super high-res, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as we say with the trains, one of them goes into a mountain that just doesn't really come out. Yeah. So, that might be a battle area. Like, it might be our, like, nice old batter frontier factory, whatever you want to call it. It could mm-hmm. be, uh, to Calops, it could be anything. We don't know. It's hidden. It could be a new town. They just don't show on the overworld. You don't know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm really, really excited for it, though. Like, I, I mean, I'm assuming we don't have the whole map because they typically do hide something from us right at the beginning. Like, even with Sun and Moon, the, they hid some stuff from us initially. There's probably a couple areas that they, like, have hidden under something or behind something. Or there yeah. might be a little bit something, to, like a couple islands that they didn't throw in there something. You mm-hmm. never know. If only there was some island next to England that they could reference. There, there's, there's an island. Ireland? But... Yep. That's the name. Are you talking about the country of Ireland? That's the name. <laughs> I was being extremely facetious. Well, what's really interesting is if you look at, if you watch that trailer and you like really break it down frame by frame, there's a point where you can see, I think when they're in like the quote unquote London equivalent, uh, there's actually four flags um, with distinct logos on them. Very similar to how England has four flags because the UK contains four countries. Mm hmm. And so if that happens, I would I would expect there to be at least some kind of equivalent of Northern Ireland. Uh, hopefully this hopefully, this is really timely with Brexit happening as well, like politically. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I want to see how they handle the whole Ireland situation. I, I, I'm wondering if that was the reason they withheld Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly because of Brexit. 
because that's gonna that's gonna be a mess. But we, I, w- I want to see how they handle Ireland. I think it'll be in the game. I think we're gonna get some kind of regional thing with that, right? Like Wales, uh, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, and then maybe we just get Ireland. I, I I'm kind of hoping for like a Sinoesque deal where you go there in post game, mm-hmm. and you just have like a fun little you have a fun little set of missions over there, like you did in Gen Four, which I thought was really cool and really well done. Yeah. And it was the last time we pretty much got anything like that. Well, I guess Unova. You got like half the region to explore, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meh. Who cares? It's Unova. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Just about. I'm really excited for it, though. Like, I I am legitimately excited. Uh, In the the first time in a very long time, I'm very, very excited for it. Like, I'm excited for the games to see what they bring. Well, like the hill, like the hill in it. I don't know what it's called. The one in like the Pokemon in the hill or the, uh, yeah. Whatever, the Sussalt figure, whatever it's called. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's obviously a Pokemon. It's obviously something we're gonna see later. Yeah, some like kind of mythology. Yeah, something. It's, well, it's, it's right by st- it's right by the Stone Edge on the map too. The Stone Edge. Yeah, yeah. So I would be really interested to see if there's gonna be some kind of plot point there. I don't know. We're gonna, obviously gonna get more news about this. Probably not until May. If it comes out before May, be I'll be super excited. Yeah. yeah. Make it like maybe something small, but it's not gonna be a major news thing. Like I will probably get legendaries or legendary. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. Like, there's only that's the thing about the hill drawing. There's only one. There, yeah. Well, there's only one hill drawing, but it looks nothing even like the ones in the cover art or like the logos that we got. Like the logos are so, very similar with like this one wolf on either a sword or on a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I found really interesting. Like, they could keep that could be the middle legendary too, though. Like the Rayquaza of the generation, but most likely, I think we're probably there's multiple theories of what we could have for our cover legends. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with a break from the formula where yeah. the cover legends aren't. It, it's not two cover legends. Instead, yeah. it's one cover legend, maybe two forms. Yeah, that's. I really am a fan of that idea. It was like just the one legend. So also, you like- if you again, if we break down the trailer frame by frame, there's like a wolf type dealy on the back of one of the gyms. Yes. In the soccer scene, in the top left area of the soccer scene, there's yeah, a well, running. I think what the looks soccer like stadiums thing. are your new gyms yeah. for the most part. And if you look at that map, there's only five of them. This is a, this is a really horrible segue to that. But uh, there's only five of those gyms looking on the map. But what was brought up to me was that there are also three additional soccer pitches on the field in addition to that. So it brings your total to eight. You can also, in the city that's in the middle of the map, the very yeah. reddish tinted one, you can see one in the background of one of the clips from the trailer. Oh, okay. You can't see it on the map, but it's there. I think we're going to see eight. I, I I welcome the return of gyms, and I welcome the return of... And this this is probably the most controversial thing that I like out of the trailer. I really like that what random Pokemon battles are back. How dare you. And they you. didn't keep the Let's Go Overworld battles. How no, no, no. dare you. I mean, you can say how dare you, but I personally enjoy that more than the Let's Go because... The, I don't know, so... It gives you kind of a sense of excitement to see what you're going to find in the random battles. And let's go, oh, you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's not what I want. And you just sit there and you wait. Yeah. And I feel like that's I've... less engaging. I, I really think it's way less engaging, which is awful. Um, I, I think that this is a much more engaging way to do it. Maybe they could bring back Dexnav because it looked like somebody was creeping in the grass, too, in the yes. trailer. Yeah. yeah. They were, bring they back were Dexnav. Mm-hmm. I, I would love that. I think that. I think Dexnav is the best middle ground between a let's go style type of wild encounter and the traditional Pokemon wild encounter. Mm-hmm. Like that's the perfect mix of the two because you can see like, especially now because they're going to have the processing power. You can definitely put in 
like tails for all of the Pokemon are features from all of the Pokemon that's sticking out of the grass instead of just like generic zigzagoon tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that would be really, really interesting to see. I would really like that. Um, just you get something like that sticking out of the grass. I, I don't know. Uh, other than that, the trailer was just like it was very hype. I, it was more than I expected. It was beautiful. I love the music. I love the the graphics. Like that one scene when the girl trainer is in front of the lake and you see the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was gorgeous. And the actual like I want to say cottages, but the buildings, the structure, the uh, architecture that you see, all the animated layers of all of the buildings. I am hyped for this game just to look at it mm-hmm. and be oh, there yeah. <laughs> and put it on my TV. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm I'm really excited for it. I'm waiting for the E3 announcement of separate Switch. It's yeah. going to happen. It happens with that, that's what happened with the 2DS too by the way. Like just in case people don't remember because it has been 6 years. So like there's been a whole cycle that people just don't remember. The 2DS was released I'm almost certain as like half just a Pokémon machine. <laughs> because they were just like, well, the 3DS cost, I think at the time it was like $200 for like a brand new 3DS. And that was when it was just oh. like the little one or the XL. I think it was like 180 to 200. Depending. Yeah, it was like 180 to 170, I think, for the little one and 200 for the XL. Yeah, something like that. And that was that was a little pricey. But then they're just like, here's this $80 Pokemon machine so you can play Pokemon. At the time, it wasn't 80. It was like 120 or 130. Yeah, but it, well, it still came out at the same day as Pokemon. It, it, it did. <laughs> Yeah, it came on the same day, and it was cheaper than the uh, higher end ones. Yeah, and exactly. Then they later reduced it to like eighty bucks. Yeah, it's like eighty bucks right now. It's it's disgustingly no, it is, cheap. Yeah. So I, I suggest going to pick one up if you haven't already. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you if you still want to play Sun and Moon, this is a great time to just go pick up a two DS. Even like the two DS XLs right now are super cheap. Uh, they're always on sale now too. Like I, I've noticed, they're like you can get it for one hundred fifty, but if you look around, you can probably find one on sale for like one hundred thirty. Yeah, or like get a coupon or something with. Yeah, exactly. Some sort of, there's, there's some sort of sale if you wait a week or like every other week, something like that. Yeah, like I swear something. it's on sale at least once, twice a month. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited for that though, and I think I think this is a good time for us to transition because not only did we get the the region, the name of the games, we also got the starters, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we got we got Grookey, the grass monkey. Uh, we got Sobble, the water iguana thing, I guess. Uh, and then we've got the uh, then we've got Score Bunny, probably the most unimaginative of all of the names, the Fire Type Bunny Rabbit. Firefighting. It, I hope he's not firefighting. Like, I really want like so. So there's a couple things. One, there's a rumor going around with like the final evolution types and everything of the starters. Um, and I think they predict that Score Bunny will evolve into like Fire Steel or something like that. But we're, there's all this is also the time. Like I don't believe anything on 4chan. <laughs> like, like I, anything that's come from 4chan, I just don't believe at this point. Uh, <laughs> because I don't remember the last time anything came out of 4chan. Maybe it happened with, uh, what, what's it called? I think it happened with the Sun and Moon starters. Their final evolutions got leaked. I don't even know if that was on 4chan, though. Uh, they they did get leaked. But other than that, that's the only thing that, that I think legitimately came out of 4chan ever in the past six years for Pokemon. Is this the... Is this rumor that you're talking about the one where it looks like the rabbit's in a spacesuit? I don't remember. I, I just saw the typings because that's all I was interested in. It's got like the puffy jacket and looks like a rocket. Kind yeah, of that rocket. art has the that. Sun Moon Starter Girl in the forefront, as well as if you alter the image a little bit, accidental watermarks appear on it from Facebook and stuff. So. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I would be so my favorite my favorite prediction uh, slash just like concept that this is just me thinking about it. I would love to see it become fire electric. Yeah, and because it's it's a bunny and you make it the energizer bunny type deal, right? Uh huh. Um, and it's fire electric. That's a new dual typing, and it'd be a really cool typing to see because I don't think we have a we've had a starter become an electric type ever yet. So that would be really uh, interesting. No, no, I, we've I had a starter become a fairy it. type, not even a, not an electric and dragon in a sense. Uh, kind of, kind of a dragon. We'll we'll give it that half half yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like a point five because it can, but not like basically. It's, yeah, you have to go through a third, not third party, but like almost kind of like that. Yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that's on four chan though, I'm just not a big fan of believing. I mean, I I would love to see Sobble as well. Like the one thing that I noticed is Sobble kind of just like sat down after it came out of the fountain in the trailer, and it like held its hands in a particular way. <laughs> and it made like in a me circle, think, like right, like, just like holding. Well, it something. made me think of like an Alakazam pose, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that'd be really cool to see it become a uh, become a water psychic starter. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Uh, get an offensive water psychic type for the first time ever. Um, and then Grookey's probably going to be like ground grass or something, something weird, interesting like, ground fighting. I could see him being just like chestnut part two. If anything. I don't know. I'm trying to think of whichever one screams fairy the most. I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. stuck on screaming fairy, but I, I would say that would either be Sobble or um, Sobble or Score Bunny. Probably. I, I wouldn't think Rookie. I would think Rookie's possible because I don't. I don't even know really good because I've, I, I kind of agree with that. I I've got a gut feeling any of them could be. I don't think Sobble would be myself. Like yeah, a if, if Sobble's anything, that's... Sobble's gonna be like psychic or ghost. Because it's essentially it's based off of a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Chameleon and a uh, species of salamander. I have a friend who's a herpetologist, and he mm. immediately called out that typing. So hmm. or that or that species, he identified it. And let me see if I can pull it up. But yeah, no, I I mean I'm pretty okay with it. I'm on I'm I'm a member of the Sobble Squad myself. I got I get to go back to my water types because I've picked water types for every single game except for Sun and Moon. Because Rollet. And that, that, Honestly, <laughs> yeah. starter-wise, I kind of just wish we can get a rehash. Because I don't like any of these at the, at the moment. Like, Final Evolution will probably change my mind for sure. It's just, right now, like, nothing. I don't so, care about any of these. So, I, I, would, I agree with you to an extent. But what changed my mind was... Because we, I've said this several times already, right? Uh, this, is, this feels like Gen 6 Part 2. Which is realistic, because England and, and France are pretty close to each other culturally. And geographically, so that that makes sense. And in the same way, if you kind of just put the starter pictures together and you look at those versus the pictures of the starters in X and Y, because we got the starters at the announcement of X and Y as well um, back in January of 2013. And I remember looking at those starters and being like, meh, they're pretty okay. And at the same time, like when I first saw these starters, I said, meh, they're pretty okay. <laughs> and so the last time we had a uh, a water starter squat like Sobble, we got Gredenja, okay? <laughs> Um, yeah. And then you've got, I, I think Grookey is a pretty good chess spin equivalent to, like, if you compare mm-hmm. them to the Gen 6 starters, I would say, oh, wow, I guess they're about the same. They and look you remember how, how awesome they came out, right? Honestly, yeah. They look very close. So like that, that's the one thing I think if if you're on the offense about, like, oh, the starters don't look as cool. Because, like, I, would, I will agree with you and say I think the Alolan starters popped a little bit more when we got their announcement. Yeah. They, they popped because I think they were more of just like that one solid bright color uh, and that makes sense for Alola because it's, it's supposed to be a very colorful region um granted we're in England now so I don't know why it's just not foggy and cloudy all the time 
Um, <laughs> but I think if you look at if you look at the comparison though between Gen six starters and the Gen eight starters, you'll just see a load of comparisons that you could make compared to the Alolan starters, which were supposed to be different to begin with. So that's just my two cents on it, right? Um, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for a lot of the UK listeners that we have to be very excited for these games as well, just because they're, they're obviously going to be hyped. Like, hey, my my home country is presented in the Pokemon world. I'm still waiting for that Ohio region where you we oh, get yeah. one new Pokemon that gen, and it's corn. And like, and the northern part is like all ice. Yeah, it, it's corn, and it evolves into soybeans. <laughs> And and that is the new Pokemon for Generation Ten. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> Midwest. So it'll be like what four years? So that's, we're we're gonna like write that down in the calendar for four years from uh, now. We're gonna get I think Pokemon, it's uh, I think it's like six because that's Gen Ten, right? So that'll be on the next piece of hardware. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, Maybe we'll write that down. The, um, we're gonna this, get Pokemon Midwest version. The uh the Switch SP. It's got like two screens. Stop. <laughs> Just fold it. Folds it on top itself. of it. Stop it. You you got four Joy Cons. No. Four people on one console. <laughs> the yeah, Joy Con Joy Cons off of itself. I want to take it back just a few steps and uh, just ask you guys, like, what do you feel about us going back to like the more familiar formula? Like, from what we've heard, um, we're going back to a more familiar formula at least. I'm excited for it. The, the familiar, like, I want to know what they bring. Like, what what the trailer has just done for me, like, I guess hype wise, just like, okay, what new are we going to get? What can we look into? What can we kind of like theorize? What can we? Mm-hmm. What kind of things can we, like, I don't know what they look forward to exactly, but it's just, what are they going to do? I want to know what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a big thing for all of us. What, what about you, Seth? You, you mentioned it a little bit, but... Yeah, I am I really like the fact that it's, it, for lack of a better word, going back to Roots, Alola changed up, changed up the formula a lot. Um, Let's Go obviously changed it up while also keeping it the same, but that's kind of neither here nor there because it's a different identity. I like this a lot. Like you said, it feels like Gen Six is finally getting some kind of return. We're getting yeah. we're getting Z that we never got before in the form of Sword no, and Shield. It, wouldn't it be awesome? Just like as a complete aside, because they might have had that Z content ready, but we're just like 20th anniversary. We should really put out like a new game. Mm-hmm. They had the Z content already to go. Like I guarantee you, like in Z, you were probably going to go catch the the Zygarde cells or something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. And they would integrate that in the plot. Wouldn't it be cool if they took a lot of that Z stuff and they just shoved it into this in the post-game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the Z episode instead of, like, the Delta episode? I wouldn't even, like, if we, I would... That would be kind of cool. So, like, if they want to take this to the next level, right? If we really want to see Pokemon push itself a little bit more, I would be okay with them bringing back Kalos as, like, a region at the end in the post-game. I, I know I'm building up, like, expectations right now, and it, I, I don't think it's going to happen because it hasn't happened, right, in a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh, it happened once, and that wasn't even, like, a recognizable pattern in the Pokemon world. Yeah. But I, it's something that the fans have kind of been asking for pretty much since it happened. Exactly. Like, That's what I was about to say. Like, it's been asking for it since Gen 2, so I have a feeling at some point soon they're going to actually just do I it. don't. They have to break down, and we didn't get a return to Kalos like every other region. I don't think that's something that'll happen at all, number one. But if it does, I think it would just be in the third version or versions, since that's now a pattern. You know, your two lines thatch. <laughs> your two points oh, make I, a line thatch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So, like, I this is me just kind of going out there, like, on a limb. I, I don't think there's any data to support this. I just think that the, the ingredients are kind of there, mm-hmm. right? Because... 
like I said, we didn't get the third version of Kalos. We we got the Valola, we've got the Unova, we got the pretty much everywhere but Kalos. And even when we were in Kalos, people are just like, oh man, maybe we can go to England in the post game, right? Yeah. And so I I'm wondering if that's kind of what they're going for here, right? It's I would like possible. to see that. This is something I would like to see. This is kind of just a wish list, not something that I think is going to happen, but a wish list and and giving some reasons why it's more likely to happen now than in other times, right? And that that's all I want. Like that would be a really cool post game. I'd be okay with it. I'm sure everybody else would be okay with it. I, it just depends on whether or not Game Freak actually took the time to move it over there. That, that's the only thing, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see, though. I mean, it could be timed really well with, like, the release of Gen 6 in Pokemon Go, maybe? I don't know. No, it, it wouldn't be. be. Gen 5 would come out. It needs to still come out, so. Well, Gen 5 will come out this year, then Gen 6 yes. next year, which will be when they're starting to think of third version. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that we just don't get, like, a lackadaisical third version like we did with Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, right? I, I would be more okay with Gen 4 remakes at that point. Mm-hmm. Far, be- far more okay with that. Getting a Gen 4 remake instead of getting proper uh, uh, second version. Like, if you're going to do it, do the Gen 6 model. Don't do the Gen Gen 7 model in terms of releasing. Yeah. Was uh, there any... But we're probably going to get Let's Go Gold and Silver yeah. <laughs> in between then at, or, or at some point in the next few years as well. Just because Let's Go sold really well. Yeah. Was there anything I mean, else from let... the trailer that we're missing? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things in there. And I, I don't want to sit here and like do a frame-by-frame analysis. Mostly because we're a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and there's other people that have already done that and would just be repeat regurgitating information. I just brought up a few things I thought were interesting um, from that, uh, kind of like supported the things we were talking about. So I, I don't really want to like break it down much further. I think we'll have much more to talk about in the near future, um, whether that be May or whether that be um, what's it May or maybe April. Maybe uh, we'll get something before E3. I think we'll get the legendaries before E3. I don't. Know. I guess one thing I'm, I really do hope they do bring is just different like Wi-Fi stadiums. Because I think they kind cool. of are hinting, or at least at least a good art, like even the soccer stadiums, I'd be appreciative of. Right. Well, even then, it's, like I thought the battle, the battles looked really clean and polished, yeah. man. Yeah. Because I thought there's that one clip of Lucario and Tyranitar. That's what I literally saw, saw when I first saw that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're bringing, they're gonna have an actual stadium. That looked really clean. Yeah. And I just don't know if that was just a in-game thing, like uh, it's like a gym battle. It looked like an would... in-game gym battle. Yeah, I just hope they can at least bring that to the mul- like to the Wi-Fi and the multiplayer mm-hmm. battles. Even if it's just that one stadium, like I will be okay with that. It's just more detailed and it looks nice. It's not mm-hmm. like our generic battle stadium we have now, which is just like what blue. It's like it's blue awful. And, like, it's like digital <laughs> onlineness, and it's just like go away, Pokemon. You're, you're drunk. You're in the cyberverse. Yeah. That's all. You're. It's like no one cares. Uh, we can also hope for the PSS to make a return in some yeah. fashion. Oh. Yeah. One, That'd be great. One item I want to bring up that's kind of speculation stuff is in the uh, Japanese logo, uh, you see the little tiny Pokeball. Yes. And in the past couple games, that's been a hint towards a new mechanic of some sort. Like Mega Evolution mm-hmm. had the Mega Crystal. Um, last generation, it had the Z Crystal there. And this looks like a Pokeball that's kind of split in half. Looks almost like GPS markers. Uh, if you haven't seen it, mm. go look it up. But... What do you guys do? You guys have anything that jumps out at you for that? I, I've got a couple ideas, but I don't know. Uh, I I could see it being something. I don't, I don't know. I'd rather. I hope it's not like oh. Pokemon Fusion. I would also be okay with no new mechanics in this one. So I just I had an idea, and I don't think it's gonna happen. But with the names of Sword and Shield, what if it's like Pokemon Conform Change? Like you have Aegislash, but on command. 
Hmm. Like, there'd be both, like, here's a defensive form, here's an offensive form. You click this to switch it once or something. I don't like I making don't like my Pokemon it, Yu-Gi-Oh. Defense mode. <laughs> it could be a thing. It could be essentially a form of Mega Evolution, but with just, like, a one, like a one-time thing during the battle. But you have Pokemon who have forms that can. I don't. Do that. I don't know that there's much that they can do to really improve, like battle mechanic wise, compared yeah, to I, compared to like megas. Are, megas are one thing that was cool. We got Digimon. Yeah. And then, uh, I I think Z moves were the only way to like really upgrade attacks in any sense. And yeah. I, I think if you start going back to forms, you're just. I think you're complicating it, and you're making Pokemon oh. more complicated than it needs to be, right? Because if, if we look back at Mega Evolutions. The reason they did Mega Evolutions is because they wanted new forms of old Pokemon just to kind of refresh them. And uh, if we start doing it again and like under a different name, that just it seems very nonsensical. And it kind of comes back to like the full circle, like how we have to go through every game now and find like, oh, I got to find the DNA splicers. Oh, I got to find Hoopa's Magic Lamp. Uh, I've got to go to this game. I've got to go over here now and find the uh, red and blue orbs. Like personally, I'm okay with that part because that gives at least some like some to some people it's a hassle. Some people it's more here's a little bit of a post game to like go find these items. I'm okay with how it is now. I'm not okay with the idea of having that happen for 50 Pokemon more than once. We already have that with Mega Evolution, right? Like we have to go get 50 Mega Stones. I don't even think you need a Mega Stone or anything like that. I'm just assuming it's like. It'd be something that Pokemon can fundamentally do, and then... I would be okay if that's something, like, with a certain, like, set of Pokemon, new Pokemon. Yeah, I I think, like, like you'll have a certain set of Pokemon that can, like, switch forms once per battle. Like, the switching form would be, like, a once per battle mechanic. I don't know if they would or not, but, like, that's my what I'm mentally thinking. And it'd be just, like, hey, there's a certain strain of Pokemon that are specific to the Galar region, or for some other, whatever reason, they're here can do that. Or even maybe, like, a legendary or something like that. I don't know. Like, I'm just... But with Sword and Shield and the possibility of even one legendary, that might be what they're gonna go with. I'd be okay with it just being for the legendary. Like, if it's just the legendary, we're done. Like, I'm okay with that. But if it's for every single Pokemon, I'm not okay with that. I don't know if it's gonna be as much of a form change kind of thing. I see where you're getting it, but I I don't know if it's gonna be that intense and complex. Um, I don't know. I'm just. It just came to mind. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. It's a. It's a thing they could do as a gimmick because they're gonna bring some gimmick. You want it? They don't last two generations. Want to know a gimmick? I, I think it could be. The oh. Pokeball is the same color as the Joy Cons, and if you detach the Joy Cons, what if there's That's some true. kind of yeah. as a oh. human interaction you can do with the Joy Cons during battle? Like that would be cool. You have I'd the option okay to throw your Pokeball. You have the option to attempt to. I don't know. This could go full PTU and have the trainer be more involved, because that's something else I noticed in the trailer, is that the trainers mm. are still there. I, I think that would be an interest. Well, I think the trainers need to be there, just because they were in Sun and Moon, yeah. and that added a lot to just, like... I, I felt like that helped immersion a lot. Yeah, and it uh, semi-confirms the return of Z-moves, in a sense. It would because... be really cool to do that, but they already stated that these were going to be focused more on the handheld experience. Yeah. But and I mean, I, the, I could see I could see you doing it, and maybe they integrate like the "Let's Go" capture mechanic into it somehow, mm-hmm. um, as, as like an, an option, option, as an option, not as like a option requirement. Would be nice, and I'm, I would like I would want to do it forcefully. But if they let me, I like hey, that might be something to have fun with. At some yeah, exactly. Point. Like like oh, kind hey, of like the let me throw wormhole this. stuff was just like oh, this is fun for a little bit. Like I, I think that's the only place like where they mechanic. can really improve now because like we already we already did stuff with moves. We did stuff with the Pokemon themselves evolving. And I think if you want to do something that's not rehashing like an old mechanic that they had already done, 
I, I think what you do is you play with capture a little bit. I think that could yeah. work out really well. Mm-hmm. So that th- that's what I'm looking at right now. I I don't know that I want to do too. I want to say too much about that. Other than yeah, I, like you you're right. Those are the same colors as the Joy-Con, and I I think that might be more where they're heading with it. Um, it, it could also just be like, hey, look, cool new Pokeball stuff. Hey, yeah. Um, I I don't I don't want to make a claim like because they're gonna throw something out there that I'm not going to expect, and we can sit here and speculate all we want every day yeah. all day, and it's gonna literally just come down to how did uh pokemon feel about that it could just be an easter egg too though because like they have the little game freak like language whatever on yeah, the stadium that's cool that people yeah. are like it what looks... is this but like it, it looks like some sort of like language but it's just game it freak. looks like curse runic <laughs> from tolkien that's what it looks yeah. like yeah uh all right <laughs> i think this is a good place to end it though uh we're gonna end it right here guys and we are gonna kick it on over to the pokemon of the episode after this short break we will catch you guys on the flip-flop are you excited for sword and shield well you should check out the puckle t public store to get all of those t-shirts all that pokey swag get some sobble merch get some score bunny merch maybe even some grookey support which gang you're in by wearing a t-shirt buying a mug tapestry pillow pretty much anything over at tea public everything you buy over the puckle tea public store helps support the show and we really do appreciate it so while we're in this time of hype go check it out maybe there's something there that might tickle your fancy so check out the puckle tea public store link in the show notes down below Poke the episode and welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon this week is, oh no, oh no, oh no, I closed the page, is uh, National Dex number 300, Ludicolo, the carefree Pokemon. And the Pokedex entry from Alpha Sapphire that I picked randomly, upon hearing an upbeat and cheerful rhythm, the cells in Ludicolo's body become very energetic and active. Even in battle, this Pokemon will exhibit an amazing amount of power. It was hilarious in Pokemon Coliseum. <laughs> oh, uh, well, with the Mir B theme. Every time I see a Ludicolo, I think Mir B. Was it four or five Ludicolos on Dragonite? Yeah, I was like, well, end? that was at the end of Gale of Darkness. I think in the yeah. first one, it was like five Ludicolos and then like a pseudo Wudo. <laughs> it was always like five Ludicolos and then and then the Shadow Pokemon. Uh, those games are good. I need to go sit down and replay those. Those are always fun. Once I finish my basement, I'll put it up in my basement. <laughs> uh, and then Seth can come over and we can play Pokemon Coliseum. Perfect. Perfect. We've made a plan. Huzzah. Excellent. <laughs> Get that helping hand uh, Dusclops, you know? Oh, man, that helping hand Dusclops. It. Really clutch Pokemon Stop to get it. to give away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. But we got a team for you guys this week for Ludicolo that uh, Seth put together. It's actually really fun. I've played it, and this is the first time in a long time I've been like, man, Seth, you did a good job. You didn't forget to bring hazard setters. Okay. Or hazard removal. Okay, wow. That's a weakness I have. I know it. And it sucks because I like using Pokemon like the one in this I one. was talking to uh, Whimsicott about it recently, about how the teams you've been building don't have very much hazard removal. And, like, I have to tell you we need to put hazard removal in team. And she said, yeah, he's not used to it. He plays stall. It doesn't matter to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is beneath me. <laughs> it doesn't she's matter to wrong. him. Uh, <laughs> he's wrong. He's usually running Celesteela. Celesteela doesn't care about spikes, and it barely cares about rocks. And then I have Magic Guard. <laughs> That's <laughs> whatever. Yeah, then he runs. Yeah, so he doesn't ever cares. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's a really good point. And, uh, this one had two hazard removal mons, uh, which might have been too many. No. But that's fine. I-, I liked having the option of both of them. 
Um, and these are the two that you gave to me. So, like, we have Ludicolo. Ludicolo, for those of you unaware, is he's actually a really decent Pokemon. And he's in what? NDU? PU, actually. Uh, PU? What? Yep. Why is he in PU? Okay, so, like, you guys are going to be blown away cu- well, after you read his stats reasons. because his stats are way better than PU, in my opinion. Um, it's he, typing, I think, really. It might be the gra- – he is weak to flying, which is really sad. Weak to flying – I think he's still weak to ice. No, neutral. No, it's not. Weak to flying, There's poison, a, and his, bug. His only weakness is, uh, yeah, flying, oh, poison, poison bug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually, with those three. Yeah. Well, flying and poison, poison are, both, are both seeing a lot more usage in terms of attacks, and, and then bugs and then kind of there. The, the typing really neutralizes a lot of things. It doesn't grant a lot of resistances that are worthwhile. No, he's only resistant to ground, steel, and water. Yeah. That's all he's resistant to. Um, and so he he has 80 HP, 70 attack, 70 defense, 90 special attack, 100 special defense, and 70 speed. All of these aren't that bad. Uh, it, it's not that bad. And he gets rain dish, but that's never what you use on nope. him. <laughs> you use swift swim. Not know you. Not know you, but we did anyway. We did anyway. I know you. We don't use rain di- rain dish. No, 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 no. You don't use rain dish don't in, ever. in OU. No. His hidden ability is t- hidden his own tempo, which also isn't that good. Uh, I do like him, though. He's He is a great Pokemon that looks like a pineapple. He and, does. And he got that new he got that new mention in the Detective Pikachu trailer, which was awesome. It's great. It's great. He is, he is the carefree Pokemon. Which low-key is why uh, he's the Pokemon up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. Uh, so let's, let's break down this team. So we have this team. It's going to be on the website, of course, this week. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But uh, I'll start. I'll open up with the two that I'm going to look at. So we have a couple of Pokemon here. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the two flying types. So we're running Ludicolo with Swift Swim. So you want rain. You got to bring the, that Pelipper. flying type? He's, he was transitioning. I got the flying type. Uh, so you got to bring that Pelipper. You got to bring that Pelipper with that damp rock with that drizzle. Um, and we, this week we were running Roost, U-Turn, Scald, and Defog. I think I would have been okay with Hurricane in the Defog slot this week. But I, Defog also wasn't bad to have either. I didn't I liked want having you to both yell options. at me anymore. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I liked having both <laughs> options. It wasn't bad. Like it, it's like it's like on the cusp of me going. No, this is okay. I'll live with that. Uh, <laughs> and two forty-eight HP uh, to net, mitigate uh, poison damage as much as you, much as you can, and stealth rock damage. Uh, two fifty-two defense and eight special defense. Uh, I mean, it's Pelipper. It, it's pretty standard. It gets rain up. It comes in. And it maybe gets scald off. If not, it gets out or heals itself to make sure that it can set rain later. <laughs> and then the one after that is Tornadus Therian, which is also really good on most rain teams, uh, just because you pretty much neutralize most things that would come after it. And you run knockoff, hurricane, uh, and defog once again, just because you want to get rid of those hazards. And then you turn. And uh, why are we running? So, Seth, you're going to have to explain this set to me, yeah. the spread. It's probably the standard smoke on spread, but 248 HP, obviously, for toxic damage and stealth rock damage. Mm-hmm. Um, 56 defense and then 204 speed. What's up with that? Let me pull it up real fast. It is the standard smoke on th- um, for... I believe that. I believe that. For that. Yeah. And this is Rocky Helmet Regenerator, by the way, so that you're just constantly healing and you're just doing damage to people who try to attack you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, um, it's it, not it's the standard smoke on. Fun fact. It's not. We just have this. We just have this for what reasons. it is. Is the speed is low enough to hit? You know, just whatever. It's there's yeah. nothing. No, it's well, a weird you don't need speed max tier. speed because it's a weird speed tier. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You don't really need it um, too much. Yeah, it's base one twenty one. So like, it's a weird speed tier in OU to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you can probably get away with not max speed. Like three sixty one. I'm trying to think about what has three sixty. 
Um, there, I, there's not much that would max out a 360, but you outspeed things like Mega Gallade then and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and the, it it's just bulky. It it's meant to absorb hits from things like Metacham, Gallade that could yeah. otherwise tear through this team really well. Because mm-hmm. um, we've got a lot of kind of fragile things got, in here. Yeah, I I like this Tornadus though. I'm a really big fan. Um, Tornadus always does really well. But, I mean, those are my two. They're pretty standard sets, and they they do what they do their job. They get rid of the rocks. Uh, I like having the knockoff utility on most teams, just because, especially when you're playing stall, you can get rid of some lefties, mm-hmm. which always feels really good. Uh, but granted, I think there's a couple other members on this team that really really just like start tearing through the other opponents' teams, regardless of what's happening. And we'll get to those later. But I don't know who wants to go next. You, you or Shamu? Uh, I guess I can go. And then we have Ludicolo, our our star, star of the team, our star, our rising the, star. Our yep. Uh, we just run a swift one with Life Orb. He's one of our two sweepers of the team with Hydro Pump, Giga Drain, Ice Beam for just dual stab and coverage, as well as Rain Dance. As I think Rain, rain Dance is good though on him because yeah, that yeah, that really helps if uh, Pelipper's down. And you just need, like, you need that last boost, right? You're in on some grass-type, like, Ferrothorn or something, and you can just get away with a rain dance. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you're just like, Ludicolo, let's do it. You got, I think, enough natural bulk, too, to list something, kind of. Yeah. Though we, he, don't, we don't really... We've got a lot of neutrals, as we said earlier. It's just, you can at least tank a smaller hit, and then just pull off, just pull off a rain dance or mm-hmm. what you need to. Um, we run Modest with max special attack, max speed, and four defense since he is a sweeper for us. He is um, our sweeper. We don't, yeah, we don't really need a max speed. We don't need a speed increasing nature because with Swift Swim, we're hitting about 460, four, like 480, I think, speed. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So there's no real reason to have that other nature unless you want to speed a base 70 or oh, he's great. possible speed I love high. It. Um, it, it's good. The life orb helps uh, get you that extra damage. Rain boost hydro pump with a life orb. Oh. Uh, that's going to do some damage. That's a lot of damage, let me tell you. It's a lot of damage. <laughs> it's a lot of damage. I'm a fan. Uh, he also gets access to like really interesting things, Like maybe not for this spread, but maybe if you're trying to play MMPU or something. He has to get access to interesting things like Fake Out. You get some good, like, just generic random coverage, like... Yeah. Yeah, the Fake Out, you got... You can run, fo- like, Focus Punch. Like, there's Focus Blast. There's a bunch of random moves. You can run for, like, Physical or Mixed. Yeah. No, he's he's great. You can even get Thunder Punch for a Water Type. Mm-hmm. And Fire Punch. He's great. I love him. Yeah. He just does everything. Like, Ludicolo, guys. Like, he's the way to live. Um, I, I used to run him back in Gen 4 as well. Back in Be- Gen 4, you know? We got, we got that bingo card. There it is. Uh, I, used to run it, I used to run him back in Gen 4 uh, just because, like, when I was getting into competitive... First of all, the competitive scene wasn't, like, super developed like it is now back then. And uh, you could get away with just, like, rain teams with him. Like, you set up some rain. The only rain setter at the time was uh, Kyogre, but you don't run Kyogre. You just set up rain dance. And then Ludicolo has lefties. Uh, he's running Giga Drain. He's setting up Leech Seed. And unless you have a flying type or a bug type or... Uh, poison. Or a poison type, which wasn't very common back then. Poison poison typing, poison type moves weren't very common uh, yeah. until fairy type. And it, most of these things weren't very scary. So... You could just live forever with the Ludicolo in the ring. Yeah. And back like, then you can go with you can go for the bulky app aspect of yeah. Ludicolo. It's got a hundred base special defense. Yeah, so that's not bad that either. Like a hundred base special but, defense combined with what is it, like eighty or seventy base HP? I said it earlier. Uh it's eighty. Eighty, yeah. Uh, combined with that, that's not bad. Yeah. But enough with Gen four. Uh our other <laughs> sweeper for rain team is uh Quack oh, oh, I'm not sorry, Quack not Quackwork, a uh, Swampert. Uh <laughs> which we have 
with the Mega Stone, Torrent Base Ability, with Earthquake, Waterfall, Ice Punch, and Stealth Rock for our one of our Hazard Setters. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with the uh, spread here, but I, I think... it's got 100. Oh, go for it, yeah. It's got 120 HP. It's adamant with 248 attack EVs and then 140 speed. I think the speed just. You don't need max things. speed on Mega Swamper. No. <laughs> like, you really don't. I, I just don't. I. Yeah. I know you don't need it, but I just didn't. I'm not familiar with, like. Because you're going fast first. anyway. You're like Sanic. Okay? Um, Run it yeah. over here at the speed of sound. Yeah. Because like 382 speed um, is where you'll where he'll hit. Actually, that's a little slow. I would want him to outspeed Tapu Koko. Um, and that does not that that does outspeed Ash Greninja though, which is important. Does it not outrun um, Coco? Oh no, it doesn't uh, even outrun. It doesn't outrun. Uh, it doesn't outrun Ash Greninja either. Ash Greninja is a three ninety seven. No, it hits. Yeah, it hits four twenty two. Yeah. Oh, it hits four twenty two. Yeah, because that's what Ludicolo and Swamper have the base same base speed. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you need to. We need to outrun. Uh, we need to outrun a little bit faster. Yeah, we need to go a little bit faster there. Uh, <laughs> we have to work that out. It might be different on the team of the episode post, so yes, we're gonna have to fix that. Because <laughs> yeah, we I just realized we don't outspeed Dash Greninja. At least they think you do. Like that's the big thing. <laughs> mind games. You got those mind games. You know they they think you do on the ladder. They get scared. So uh, definitely watch out. But Swampert's just it, it's hard. The Stealth Rock's there because what is oh, the, yeah. what fourth mover are you gonna put on Swampert? Uh, like, if anything, be just coverage, and you really don't need it because you already got your yeah. Main, I, like, ice punch, moves. waterfall, and earthquake hit pretty much everything. Just about, yeah. The only thing you could add is like maybe like a fighting or a rock. Or you something. could run superpower or stone edge technically, but like or you have ice like, punch, low- and then you have like superpower is the only one I could see maybe using. You use superpower, yeah, or like depending what you want. Like a uh, superpower would be better. Never mind. You got yeah. the attack stat for it. Yeah, superpower um, would be better. You could always there's always power punch for those like gimmicks. Yeah, okay. Move on. Get your power punch garbage out of here. <laughs> you don't want bite. You don't want bite. No. All right. All right. Seth, take us home. Take you us. You bet. Home. First off, a couple EV clarifications that I just want to make. Um, you are right. It does hit 422 speed because Swampert Mega is actually 10 base points faster than base. Mm-hmm. Um, Same speed as Ludicolo. Yeah. So that does outspeed ash greninja it does it does it so therefore it also outspeeds coco so good and okay, choice scarf perfect. heatran as common as that is additionally um, <laughs> it used to be yeah it used to be additionally the tornado speed tier uh it's just dropped to outspeed the only relevant other thing that's in that speed tier which is scarf magnazone so you can u-turn out okay. of it yeah okay that's 360 yeah that's yeah. right okay so that's that's a couple ev clarifications other than that, though... I was wondering, I'm like, what's 360? And Magnazone's the answer, yep. yes. <laughs> and that's why we're at 361. Let's take that. Yep. The last two mons... All right. Uh, we've got another Hazard Setter and Rain Staple in Ferrothorn with mm-hmm. a Nature and EVs and everything in order to take on Ash Greninja, which, ironically, is your biggest threat, really, because you give it Rain, making it far easier for it to transform and use Water Shuriken. So you've got to be really careful mm-hmm. with it. Ferrothorn has Spikes, Power Whip, Gyro Ball, and Leech Seed. Fairly standard set. Gives it some recovery, gives it some offense. And, you know, Ferrothorn is Ferrothorn. It does Ferrothorn things. And Absolutely. Finally. Uh, that's good answer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> y- there's only so much you can go into when it's one of the most common things in OU. <laughs> finally, we yeah, have right. a surprising addition to a rain team. Until you think about it a little bit more, we have Volcarona. 
and it's got a timid nature, four defense EVs, whatever. Max special attack, max speed, with the moveset Quiver Dance, Bug Buzz, Fire Blast, and Hurricane, holding a Flyinium Z. Now, Seth, you might be thinking, why on earth would you run a fire type on a rain team you neutralize its best stab? The answer is because Kartana and Ferrothorn are some of the biggest rain threats. And what stops them? Volcarona. Volcarona. What can KO them even through rain? Volcarona. What else do you do when it's not raining? Volcarona. (laughs) Volcarona. (laughs) (laughs) And Hurricane is also really cool to run with it. You can have suddenly, all of a sudden, this monstrous coverage move and combine it with Flyinium Z for something that no one is expecting, just out of the blue. It can also KO a Scolipede mm-hmm. through Protect. Fun fact, at plus one, with two layers of spikes, as we found out in one of our test matches. So, it's fun. It's a good time. So, grab that while it's up there, and if you are a patron, we're going to be putting up that shiny Ludicolo for you guys. We didn't get to the mini here last week because of my move, uh, but we will be doing Ludicolo this week. Uh, so watch out for that. You'll get a Ludicolo. Also, if you're not a patron, you can download a similar Ludicolo as well. Um, just check out our social media and we'll be posting where that is. And it, you, it'll be at our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. All the information, even if you're not a patron, you can read the post. So check that out. Uh, so we are going to kick it on over guys to the mailbag. It's mail time. Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, if we remember, we'll give out the Green Toros badge, but I probably won't. (laughs) uh, To anybody who actually sparks some good discussion in the mailbag. So if you're a new listener, you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering what question we ask every week. So first, our our question was, uh, uh, at first, what do you think will happen this week during the Pokemon Direct? We got one email about it, but then that person later adapted the email to the second mailbag question is, if if an announcement does happen, what what are your thoughts on it? So we're going to jump right into this mailbag. Um, Our first one is from the King of the Seas, and... He he originally wrote an email saying that nothing was going to happen uh, <laughs> for this week. Boy, was he wrong. So, hey, Puckle, the king of the seas, he is here for an update to the mailbag. Okay, I was wrong. Very, very wrong. But also really hype. Since I'm writing this right after I finished watching the six-minute long direct. England, although we were kind of spoiled for it, is an absolutely amazing place to set a Pokemon game. Because of its well-versed history, varied culture, and extremely unique myths, Lancelot is not one of them. I absolutely love the starters, though. Not a single ugly or generic one. To be honest, I saw England coming, but their mix of Let's Go and Go art styles a tad been annoying to me. I didn't think it was... Do you guys think it was like a mix between those two? I can kind of see it. Just uh, 3D model. I, I, can, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't think it was as chibi as Let's Go. Yeah. But, I mean, the Pokemon themselves I thought, are kind of close. I thought it was pretty close to more of a, uh, it was closer to like the next evolution of what Sun and Moon was going to be. Yeah, it kind of it's because they kind of took like the trainers brought like, the fight too, kind of from like let's go. It's, uh. it's kind of I can it I can see it, but um, 
kind of like I, I think it's more of like as you said the upgrade from gen 7 yeah i think it's more of just like an upgrade like hey what's the next step gonna be and i think this was just the natural next step and let's go yeah. was kind of that as well because it was the it first was, one like, on the, like switch. the half step it was like the half step yeah like, this is the full step yeah i agree <laughs> with that i feel like nintendo's playing it a bit safe with the game just to keep that tentative let's go fan base they're not tentative they're gonna be here i mean they'll be some of them will be here some of them won't but a lot of them will be anyways that's all i can update on without ruining it for everyone else I must return to my soggy bacon now by King of the Seas. Yeah, I didn't think uh, the artwork was too different for those, but I could have been wrong. Uh, so this next one is from Mido. Yep, and I got this. Dear Thatch and his top-notch dance trope. <laughs> um, so it happened. I am officially from a Pokemon region at last. Hoorah. Pokemon quite right, and do you want a couple look amazing, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> This is the right name. <laughs> I've been I'm terrible. I've been personally calling it Pokemon T and Crumpets. So It's pretty close though too. Like I'd I'm be awful. okay with it being Pokemon T and Crumpets. <laughs> anyway, I'm a Sobble kid, but all three starters yeah, of I'm a Sobble kid of all th- the three starters, but the region and absolutely everything looks beautiful. I hope there's pubs, multiple churches on the same street that rival each other, citizens from neighboring towns despising each other, and most importantly, an intense punk scene. The stadiums seem to be the new gimmick, with the new gym logo for these stadiums being the Japanese logo, much like the Z-Crystals and Mega Evolution. Something's oh, going man, on here. That's what we missed. Yeah, something's going on here. What do you guys think they could do with it? Looking forward to hearing your ideas. Much love. Mido, the Gala region. So it's really interesting to bring up the fact that the logo is on not only the Japanese logo, but also on the on the, the shirt. Pokemon gyms. Yeah, and the gyms and the shirt and everything. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that just has to do like, I don't know, maybe their new gimmick is, hey, these aren't like gyms in the traditional sense, but they're more like a sports competition or something like that. And you're doing that, right? Yeah. Um, maybe that's what they're trying to do. And like it's spinning because it's like a soccer ball spinning. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'd be okay with something like that, though, where maybe the battles are slightly different in the gyms. Maybe they're not your traditional single one v one battles, but something with like I, I I'm thinking like rotation battles. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But not quite rotation battles. Super training. <laughs> I would also really like an idea where it's not just one v ones or anything like that, where you bring in all six like you you have been in traditional Pokemon games, but they force you just like the anime to be like, oh, this is a three on three match. You have to pick three. Hmm. I'd be okay with that. Forcing, yeah, limiting you by forcing you to pick certain Pokemon. Or yeah, if about. you want a challenge in the region, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think that I think this is the time where they can kind of take the cuffs off or take the ankle weights off, and they could be like, okay, you guys who want a real Pokemon game, we have. Let's go for the newbies. Real po- like old time Pokemon fans, not real Pokemon fans. That's a horrible derogatory term, but um, but tr- more traditional Pokemon fans. Here's the game with more challenge that you've been wanting. I kind of, I kind of would like that achievement system and like that hard mode to come back. It'd be kind of fun to have that as an mm-hmm. option. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, right. But uh, yeah. So thanks, Mido. Thanks for that. Our next email is going to be from Alex. He just calls himself Alex. All right. I got this one. Hello, Sajin crew. I've been listening to the show for about a year now and just started contributing on Patreon because I enjoy it so much. Well, we well, appreciate that. I absolutely love the trailer for Generation 8. Like most, I expected 6 out of the 7 minutes to be dedicated to spin-off games or other stuff that doesn't interest me, but we got a good chunk of Gen 8. And we did. That was like, 
we just got pretty much like what a minute of just, just talking about something and then it was just all trailer yeah i was just okay with that like i really like yeah. that it felt very much again like the gen 6 trailer mm-hmm. like i keep saying yeah. that over and over again it felt a lot like gen 6 and i think it's because of the release and also just because of the culture and the style and it just gave us like a good a good feel for like the generation too mm-hmm. like hey here's this like now we're immersing you in this atmosphere and that's what it really felt like like i yeah i saw the saw the world there and i like, got a really good feeling for it which is which yeah. is good i like that in the trailer i liked it better than the sun and moon announcement where it was just like here's logos yeah it's pretty much <laughs> yeah uh although it seems like there won't be any huge changes i kind of hope to change things up with elite four with soccer with sports soccer theme sword and shield have it would be awesome if the Elite Four were, was replaced with a league similar to, similar to what is in the anime. Maybe mm. the game could have 31 or more pre-made trainers with competitive teams that will simulate the battle so that every time you play against the league, it's a new experience. That would be interesting. They could probably like- do something like that, kind of like when you were playing in Sun and Moon and you did the Elite Four, and at the end it was always a yeah. different quote-unquote champion yeah. because you the were title a champion. Defense. Yeah, that could yeah. be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I don't know if they'll do it, though, as a saying, mm-hmm. but I... I would be interested to see if they did that or something side on the side that has something like that. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. This could also act as a replacement for the Battle Tower, which I have been wanting to make return very badly. I appreciate the effort to change things up from gen- from gyms in Gen 7, and I'm a little disappointed that it seems like gyms are back like usual. Uh, is, are there any things you guys hope is changed up? Uh, thanks for making a consistently great podcast. Alex. Well, let's let's go look at uh, let's look at what uh, that anything that I hope has changed up. Not really. I kind of hope they go back to like a lot of things. Kind of me too. Uh, I feel yeah. like they've they, they've kind of like gone out, and then like this is the time to come home a little bit and make me feel safe, and then we can go out again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with just like a safe Pokemon game, and I think that's what they're doing because it's a new it's a new console. Let them figure out everything. Not too many new mechanics. Let them just kind of go to town and have fun. Right? Yeah. I- because honestly, too, you also mentioned going from wild Pokemon the overworld back to random encounters, a huge step backwards. Honestly, it's by doing putting it like seeing in the overworld, you're kind of like taking away from that old like, hey, here's this poke, like, oh, I just finally found this Pokemon or something like that. It it reduces that whole encounter chance. Like you kind of had that in Let's Go. I just don't think it was ex- as exciting. No, because like. I'd rather be. I'd rather go into an experience not knowing what I'm gonna get, and if mm-hmm. I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed. But it's like, hey, I get it. I'll be much happier. And like the same thing with shiny. It's like I don't want to see a shiny in the overworld. I'd rather just like I'd rather yeah. just get into the counter and see it. And it's much a much more of a reaction there too. And it's like much mm-hmm. more. I'm of a different. opinion. I like having that kind of like pull the veil away from you, right? Like pull the yeah. veil. What's behind door number one? Yeah, type feel. But yeah, go ahead, Seth. Yeah, I know you have opinions. Yeah, I was just saying I have a very different opinion on that. I really like the overworld. Um, that's one of the reasons I like Let's Go and could keep playing it <laughs> for the bazillionth time being in Kanto. But I liked being in the Pokemon world. And if I am doing a post-game thing and I just really don't want to battle Pokemon, I could make that choice. I could walk around them, yeah. which was really nice. And, you know, if I saw something really cool, run up to it, see how it interacts with the environment, things like that. I really love. They don't really inter- interact with the environment. I, I'm saying Let's what it could have ourselves. done more. Like I know it didn't interact with the environment in Let's Go, but it could have in this game. Like mm. seeing a grass type look up at a berry bush and be messing with it or something like that. That could have happened. They have the power. Yeah, and yeah, I would have liked that. That would have been really cool and really kind of made me the character feel part of the Pokemon world and not just England, but also Pokemon battles. Yeah. 
I think too the reason they're not they're doing random encounters I thought about now is like this is a new new gen. We have new Pokemon. They're not going to reveal all these Pokemon as an overworld yeah. sprite. Well, they've but they've already shown that there's random encounters, right? I, like, uh, yeah. Like, like I said, I think the best way to get your kind of middle ground, like I said, Seth, is Dexnav. Yep. Like a Dexnav-esque item. Because yeah. I, I, we both disagree, obviously. Like, I, I think it was cute for Let's Go. I don't think it's cute for a real Pokemon game. Yeah. Like, again, real is a derogatory term, but... Um, I, I think it, it, it's for a traditional Pokemon game, I don't think mm-hmm. that it's good because if you're going to go and you're going to play the game, I get way more excitement out of walking through the grass and being like, oh, I didn't I've never seen this one before. Right. And when it pops up um, and I feel like I would miss out a little bit. It's just like if I walked into a new route and there's a ton of new Pokemon, mm-hmm. I think one, it would be overwhelming for me. And two, uh, I, I feel like it would ruin a lot of the surprise. That's true. Uh, that, that's just me, though. Like, th- th- I mean, maybe other people feel that way, um, but uh, that's how I feel about it. And I'm happy to see the return. And if we want that middle ground, like, let's hope for Dexnav. Let's just yep. <laughs> All right. But thank you for that, uh, Alex. Uh, so our last one today is going to be from Moriarty. And I've got this one again, starting from the top. Yo, I'm pretty excited about Gen 8. I know a lot of people are down on Score Bunny, but its final Evo is all but guaranteed as a sport-based special strike with that ability that boosts sphere moves as its hidden ability. So I'm way down. That's kind of cool sounding. <laughs> kind of like... That sounds really cool, actually. Kind of like Mega yeah. Launcher, but... Mega Launcher? Yeah. Mega Launcher, yeah. but spheres. That means yeah. it gets Aura Sphere, which means it's a fighting type. It'd be, no. ball, it'd be like... Well, thing is, it'd be Ball and Aura Sphere the part of Mega Launcher, they just probably have to go Fighting type! Because Aura Sphere energy... Like, Mega yeah. Launcher includes ball moves, I believe. No, does it? it or, uh, I don't remember. It's weird. But it includes Sphere, I know that. It includes, like, Sphere and Fighting Pulses and all that type. stuff. Anyway. I can look that up real Also, quick. given the region, I really want a Galapagos-style post-game slash mid-game mini-region with regional variants so that they thematically make sense, since those are cooler than Mega Evolutions, in my opinion. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Finally, I'm excited for a Deluhan Pokemon and to play as a Delahan. Delahan. I couldn't. I didn't know. I, I attempted. I don't know. I don't know either. So Delahan Pokemon. We're going to go with that. And to play as a rude Scottish lass drinking her way through the pokey England and destroying the no doubt easy story mode with Snorlax slash Tyranitar. <laughs> Later, Moriarty. <laughs> Oh, right. Uh, so that is it for our mailbag this week. Uh, I honestly think that uh, our our new our new uh, patron Alex actually did the best of like giving us a good conversation to go off of. So I'd like to give him a green Taurus badge if you guys all yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm all right with it. Yeah, done, Alex. You can ask for it on the Discord server. We'll give you that bright green roll. Uh, so uh, definitely, which we should, uh, who's the second person that said it? Because uh, we had two Alex. Uh, this is this is uh, the only one that called himself Alex in the okay. actual email. Uh, okay. And then, of course, uh, if you guys want to do more Puckle stuff, first of all, we're running a contest on our social media right now for a giveaway of a pre-order of Pokemon Sword or Shield. So if you haven't already, go grab one of those. Uh, we do have a special code that you can get extra entries into it. Uh, it'll only work for like the first 50 people that do it. And so that is uh, Thatch version and Scrawn version are both of those codes. You can try one of each. Um, if, if people get there before you, unfortunately you can't claim them, but, uh, you, you can try at least you can try because I didn't realize how I set it up was incorrect. Uh, <laughs> you want to spell that out thatch, uh, thatch T H A T C H space version V E R S I O N. And then scrawn version is S C R 
O-N version. Uh, so Does capitalization they, matter? Are they, are they capitals or? Uh, they're capitals for the beginning of the first two words, yes. Because I know those were questions that were going to come up. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And so you can you can put those in to get some extra entries. Um, you, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Reddit. You can follow us on now Instagram, uh, where we're going to start using that a little bit more just to get some more pokey, pokey pictures into your life. So make sure you follow Puckle over there on that Instagram account of yours, because uh, I know you have one. <laughs> All of these help you give more entries into this f- free copy of Sword and Shield and also potentially $140 of PokemonCenter.com credit, and you can just go ham and buy things. Uh, check out that the post for more details. Of course, uh, you can also do more things in the meantime. One, you can go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Help support the show. Get some cool swag. Uh, I think we're going to start sending out the Bosephus cards here this m- this week or next week uh, to the patrons. It's mostly depending on my trip to Ithaca. And then uh, after that, we're going to be going, of course, to um, uh, from there. You can always check out our Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast where we stream uh, me, my, uh, me, Orange and Jushiro all stream on various nights of the week. So you can watch us play some Pokemon and come and talk with us and hang out. It's a great time. And if you want to catch more stuff, you can catch out the YouTube, uh, the Puckle YouTube uh, Puckle podcast uh, at YouTube because we're posting a bunch of battle videos for all of our tournaments with Piddle starting up. That's going to be a really exciting time. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I think that's my typical spiel. If you want to support the show uh, outside of Patreon, you can do so by going to T Public as well and getting some cool swag such as the Kona. What is it? The Kona Diamond. The Diamond Kona Heads? Diamond Heads. You can get that queen yeah, size tapestry to put on your bed, like I know everyone wants to. Or is that just me? And Seth is going to sleep with it every every night. night. It's my blanket. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be back and in, in your earballs here after this segment with a with an e- with an interview from JPR Pokey Trainer 98. Um, however, you can. Uh, it's we're going to be leaving Shamu and Seth here, unfortunately. Uh, so it, it's closing time for these two guys. Back to the basement. <laughs> it's closing. Back, back to the closet. Back to the closet. Back to you. flooring. That's yeah, we're house. Gonna, uh, We'll see you guys later. Thanks for showing up, uh, and we will. We're going to kick it on over to this interview. Puckle presents a special interview. Welcome to a special interview here at the Puckle Podcast. Um, we have with us today, uh, oh my gosh, JPR, Poke Trainer 98 from the YouTubes here today. Uh, so welcome to the show. We really appreciate you being here. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, uh, well, how about we just ask you right away, uh, what, who are you and uh, what do you do? What, what do you want people to know? All right, so uh, I'm a Pokemon YouTuber. Uh, I've been around for a very long time, almost 10 years, which is really hard to believe. Wow. Um, 63,000 subscribers on YouTube, so not bad. Not the best channel, not the worst channel, but hey, you know, uh, I'm hanging in there. And uh, I just make a variety of Pokemon content, like sometimes I do like these fact-based videos, sometimes it's top five, sometimes it's top tens, uh, sometimes it's reviews. I just kind of do a little bit of everything out. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, that's that's part of the reason we we found you uh, was because you just do a lot of these videos. I've got some questions about those some specific videos here in a little bit, um, but before we do that, I just want to we're just going to find out a little bit more about you, Pokemon wise, and we're just going to ask you a few questions real quick back to back. If you're ready to go, I've got those ready. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So first of all, basic question: favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite? 
Uh, it has to be Arcanine. Arcanine was uh, the first Pokemon I used all the way through uh, Pokemon Red version way back in the day. And uh, he didn't obey me half the time because he was traded from a friend for my Squirtle. Uh, but uh, because of that, Arcanine has just always been the best. I love dogs, too, and fire types, so, you know, Arcanine, <laughs> he fits everything. Perfect, perfect. So, favorite type, then, is fire? That's uh, the next one. Fire's probably my second favorite type, to be okay. honest, actually. I really like electric types, just because most of them are, like, really fast glass cannon. I kind of like that kind of build, and uh, a lot of electric types fit that, so I love electric types. Okay, okay. Uh, first Pokemon game. What was your first Pokemon game? Hmm. That is, let's see. Well, like I said, I played through red and that wasn't like my first one that I actually owned. The first mm-hmm. one I owned was actually gold. Um, so I consider gold more my first than red. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, a lot of people do that, especially like if you're, if you're just not old enough when Pokemon came out, you, just, yeah. you grab the second one and then you go back to the first one. Mm-hmm. It's just like my, my cousin was like, yeah, play red for like a couple days. So it's like, all right, cool. I'll do this. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, uh, so what's your what's your favorite Pokemon game then so far? Uh, my favorite by far has to be Black and White, which was surprising because when it first came out, I was uh, not a fan. I was like, wow, Pokemon look weird and the, the plot is weird and nothing seems like it usually is. And as time passed, I was like, wow, I really like Black and White. So, yeah. No, I agree with that entirely. I think it's aged very well. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, okay, so Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. They're in front of you on a table, and you got to choose one now. Who do you pick? Oh, I got to go with the underdog, Squirtle. Mm. I don't know if Squirtle's the underdog. I think that's an well, interesting choice. That's, call it the underdog. Bulba- well, Bulbasaur is some of the underdog, but, uh, you know, Squirtle's nice middle ground. You go you go Bulbasaur, and you're like, you're too far out of the way. You go Charmander, and you're, you're too mainstream. So I like my boy Squirtle. That's good. That's just like a good, mediocre answer. I like it. <laughs> All right, so favorite TM. This one's way out there, but I love this question. Oh, all right. This is a, this is interesting me, but I actually have an answer for that. Um, I love Scald. Scald is a fantastic TM. It's a water move. It burns you. It is in base 80, I think, 100 accuracy. It it's is. crazy good, and uh, it teaches Scald to a lot of Pokemon that normally wouldn't learn. Like, I think um, Embor is one of them, for example. So, hmm. uh, yeah, TM Scald is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you you had an answer for that. Uh, okay, and then finally, favorite Pokemon spinoff game? Oh my gosh, I would be a fool to not say uh, Explorers of Sky, uh, Mystery Dungeon. That is that's absolutely wild. Yeah, fantastic plot. Very emotional game. Love it to this day. Great. All right, so that's all I have in those, but that's great. We know a little bit more about you. You got you've got good taste in literally everything, so we're we're on a good start here. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you said you're a YouTuber. Uh, you've been doing YouTube for ten years now. Uh, what what like what got you started, and like what what made you want to start? So, what got me started was uh, I want to say it was like the fall of 2010, and I was kind of just getting acquainted with YouTube. Like I was more of a casual YouTube watcher back then. Like I just kind of assumed that YouTube was, you know, the place for skateboarding dog videos. Like a lot of people did. And then I think black and white was coming out at the time. And I was like, all right, this game looks very different compared to every other Pokemon game so far. Uh, So I want to get a little bit more information on this. So I went on YouTube and I was like, let me just try to see like if someone's playing this game or something. Cause this is back when there's like a six month gap between Mm -hmm. Japanese release and English release. And that was just torturous. So I was like, I'm going to just find a few episodes on YouTube so I can form an opinion about this game. Right. 
and I found this one guy and uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the first episode, next episode. And it was so entertaining and so informative. I ended up watching the entire season. I spoiled the entire game before it even came out. And uh, then I was like, I feel like I could do this. I feel like I could sit down. I could do like a nice, entertaining, informative guide of a new Pokemon game, which little did I know that everyone and their mother does that. So eventually I had to branch <laughs> out and uh, not just play video games because uh, unless you're PewDiePie, you're probably not going to make that work nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I like some of your content and like specifically, uh, I think one of the, the big things that we saw was you did you do movie reviews. I've never seen anybody else do like Pokemon movie reviews in a very serious manner like you do. Yeah, I was kind of surprised with that, too. Like, the Pokemon movies um, are a relatively untackled t- topic on YouTube. And so I started with, uh, I believe it was the Genesect movie, and then just kept going with uh, every other new movie that has come out since then. And uh, people seem to really enjoy it. I think the last one got, like, 20,000 views or so. So Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I love doing the movie reviews, and I, I love most of the movies. So uh, it's it's a nice thing to do. Well, so like, which one's your favorite? Well, like, which movie have you enjoyed the most, probably? So, this is definitely not an answer that a lot of people would give. I'm sure, I'm sure most people would probably say like Rise of Darkrai or 2000 or uh, the Lucario movie. Those are all very good movies. I would put them like in the top tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite movie, personally, is the uh, black and white Victini movies. Really. Uh, yeah, because I saw the white version in theaters, and uh, I was just I was just really blown away. I was like, wow, not only is this movie very, very good, but they made two versions of it. Like, looking back, I'm like, that was such a, a weird move, and it just, I don't know, I really appreciated that. Like, that was something very strange, and I think it paid off. Um, I love the plot of the movie. I think it's uh, very well-paced. I think it takes like an hour for stuff to actually get moved. Like some people say it's a little bit boring. I understand it's a little bit slow compared to some of the other Pokemon movies, but I love it regardless. Really? That's that's an issue. I would not have expected that answer. I would not have expected that one. Yeah, everyone everyone just kind of uh, overlooks it because it's part of the black and white anime. And they're like, black and white anime <laughs> yeah. was terrible. And let's face it, it was. Um, so people just kind of look past the movie and say, oh, it's part of black and white. Let's not watch that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So so being on YouTube, have you ever had any like big issues? Like, Have you had any problems, any challenges, things that you've learned along the way that you should do or should not do or you should do? Oh man, I have a laundry list. <laughs> go through it. We've got um, the time. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely. Uh, the name of the game on YouTube is having to adapt at a very fast pace. Like I said, I started off doing uh, walkthroughs of Pokemon games, and that lasted for maybe a year or two. I only had like one successful series on that, and that mm-hmm. was Pokemon Rumble Blast when that came out because that was oh, wow. the perfect storm. Uh, because the 3DS was brand new. Uh, that was the first Pokemon game on the 3DS. And uh, I think I was like one of two people doing an English walkthrough in that game, which was crazy. So and also the holidays were approaching as well. Everything, the stars aligned for that. And that was a very successful series. I mean, I I think each part averaged at least like 10,000 views. And I only had like 200 subscribers at the time. So that was a big deal for me. Yeah, that is. That's a huge. So, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, never was able to replicate that success (laughs) that I had with Rumble Blast. And so then I ended up moving on to uh, Pokemon Facts and Trivia around 2013-ish or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of, you know, fell out of style. And then I picked up uh, Pokemon Top 5s, Top 10s. And just 
every few years or so, you're going to have to change up what you're about because people's tastes change. And that's very frustrating when you're doing this thing. You're like, okay, I've been doing this and I'm not changing anything and uh, it's just falling off. I mean, what am I doing wrong? Uh, it's not really it's not really you. Like you have to look b- back and say, it's not me that's the issue. Like maybe it is sometimes. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, it's more so just like people's tastes change over time and you have to keep up with that. That's interesting. That's a good point. I think that's a really, really good point to bring up. Uh, I mean, we noticed that from our numbers as well, just as a podcast. We we absolutely recognize this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys have like a ton of topics you're always having to bring up and whatnot. And, oh, absolutely. You know, it's rough to do it. Got to keep up with the new stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to do it during a downtime as well. Like right now is awful. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, every time after a new game comes out and the hype wears off, you're just like, oh, well, we're stuck doing nothing until the next game gets announced and yeah. that's that goes for the poketubers too i mean most of us are just kind of you know laying back and waiting for this gen 8 announcement wherever it is yeah absolutely it'll be here soon it'll be here soon uh maybe by the yeah. time this comes out <laughs> hopefully 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 yeah hopefully by the time this comes out it will have that announcement i i really hope so <laughs> it'll just be a thing in the past but yeah, um, so I've noticed like a few other videos of yours. I think one of you did one on mythical Pokemon, right? Yes. Oh and my gosh. We we did a so, whole show based on this video that you you did, by the way. Oh um, wow. <laughs> yeah, we, did, we we saw this video and we saw that topic and we we're just like, man, we can we can add to this. And so we we kind of just added on to it. We reiterated some of your points, but I mean, give give the summary. Give the summary. So. Roughly a year ago, I made this video about uh, Mythical Pokemon and some of the problems that they've faced over the past few years. Like, Mythical Pokemon used to be like this really big deal, like this very mysterious thing. Like, people would say, oh, you have to look underneath a truck to find Mew or something, or you need to get your Japanese copy of Crystal to find um, Celebi or whatever. And over time, like, those stories just kind of went away because it became like, oh, mystery gift, here you go. And there was nothing, like, in-game. Like, Darkrai, you could go to, like, the new island and mm-hmm. you could find... Uh, dark Rye, or you could get shaman from going to the name is escaping me right now but basically like the whole flower path thing yeah uh, to find shaman and then victini was like the last really big one you went to liberty island that was actually like and there was like a team plasma like uh, plot tie in there as well and then it seemed like starting with generation six that they just didn't care about mythicals anymore they're like oh yeah this is just promotion for the movies or whatever here you go and so the movies suffered and the games suffered and it was like this isn't good for anybody and i was like i don't know mm-hmm. I, I was just like there's there's gotta be something here i thought it wasn't gonna be a popular video i thought this is something that a lot of people probably don't even think about and everybody was like yeah i agree with you this video is great and i was like oh all right then yeah no absolutely i mean i agree with you as well so following up on that though how do you feel about Meltan? How do you feel about that Meltan reveal? So I talked about Meltan in my last video, which was a follow-up to the Mythical Pokemon video. It was called mm-hmm. The Solution to Mythical Pokemon. And uh, I actually think that Meltan was handled uh, fantastically. And a lot of people didn't think so at first. People were like, oh my gosh, can't believe Niantic ruined the surprise. They leaked a Gen 8 Pokemon. They, oh, it's not a Gen 8 Pokemon. It's a Gen 7 Pokemon. Uh, but... You know, people are like, oh, this is this is terrible. And now it's just like, wow, they did a fantastic job with Meltan. I mean, they they put him out there. They didn't say anything about it for like three whole days or whatever. And Mm -hmm. everybody just went nuts. Everybody was like, what is this thing? 
Like I, my only, my only hope was that they had like stretched out like a little bit longer. Like say they dropped Meltan and then they waited like a whole month to talk about it. Oh my gosh. Everybody would have been like insane at the end of that time. period. I understand why <laughs> they didn't do that, but that would have, that would have been like some quality content for not just the Poketubers, but I feel like everybody in general would be like, Oh my gosh, what is going on with this guy? I think that's the point, right? I mean, that's, that's just the head cannon that they try to force you to have. Yeah, I mean, you want to make Mythic Pokemon, like, mysterious, not just in-game, but also in the real world. Like, that's what makes them mythical, in my opinion. I, I absolutely agree. I, I absolutely agree with that. 1,000%. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they killed it off in Gen 4, essentially. I mean, they, they noticed in Gen 4 that they didn't, they didn't want people using the items to unlock events. They wanted people to actually just get the Pokemon for whatever reason. I, maybe because yeah, they, they had like the, um, the Azure flute event yeah. for Arceus planned out and then they scrapped it. Cause they're like, Oh, kids won't know what to do with this. It's like, they, they could have just like attached a, you know, instruction manual or they something. Did. I don't That's know. even worse. Like, yeah. They even like, did. Make this your pillar or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. I think, I think in the announcement of the event, they used to actually put it in the description on Pokemon.com. Like, yeah, this is how I mean, you use it. People would have figured that out. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> I, I think it's mostly just due to laziness. I mean, I would really like a Volcanian story in the games. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, they had the, the whole um, they had the whole power plant with the steam right? and whatnot, like locked off. People are like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have a Volcanian location." Nope, it's just gonna sit Absolute, there. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Here's hoping that Gen Eight goes ahead and fixes it. Um, oh yes, let's, let's ease Generation Eight, please. Let's fix that. Uh, I mean, so what? What other kind of videos? Like, what would you say is another favorite video for you to make? Oh, my gosh. Well, like I said, I make so much stuff that's, like, you know, just out there. Like, I don't really yeah. make, like, one type of video. Yeah, absolutely. But what um, was, like, your favorite, though, like, to make? Like, what's one of, what, another one of your favorites? Uh, I really liked the worst parts of every Pokemon generation because that was just okay. me, like, sitting down and uh, and venting and stuff. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like, an, it wasn't like an angry kind of vent. It was more like a, a, a comical kind of vent. Like, hey, you know, we can all sit down. We can just, like, point out some flaws of the Pokemon game. But have mm-hmm. a good time. Like, acknowledge that these games are still good, but they have flaws or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also made a video that wasn't Pokemon related. It was the uh, top five kinds of Smash Brothers players that everybody hates. <laughs> and I used a lot of my like personal experiences. Like everybody in that video was like people that I knew in high school. So <laughs> that was how it was like really fun for me to make. It was like I was basically telling a story for that entire video. Mm-hmm. about like, yeah, this guy was a, was a total jerk because he played Ganondorf or whatever. And, you know, I would just, you know, do that kind of thing. And that was a really fun video for me, to not only script, but also mm-hmm. uh, just to, you know, edit and also um, commentate as well. So I had a really a lot of fun with that type of video. Yeah, that's great. I, so so you say you script. So how long do you typically script for? Like, how, how long does how long is that video process for you? <clears throat> All right. So. I'd say brainstorming probably takes the longest amount of time. Like I always think it out like throughout the day, um, just in my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes maybe a couple hours. And then I get home and usually I have an idea what I'm going to write already. So the scripting process maybe takes no more than an hour, I would say. Um, and then, of course, I record the video that takes you know, 10, 15 minutes. Like I don't have yeah. to edit too much when it comes to the uh, actual audio. Uh, and then the actual editing for everything else uh, takes a incredibly long time. That That's maybe like I'd say two to four hours depending on what type of video I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I wanted to, I could probably push out a video like, you know, 
maybe two or three videos a week, but God, it's a lot of work. So yeah, um, that's one of the reasons why I've slowed down over the years is my goodness. The more you edit, the uh, the longer it takes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you met anybody cool through this, like through YouTube, through your process or anything? Have you gone to like VidCon or something like that? I have not been to VidCon, unfortunately, uh, but I have gone to the Pokemon World Championships mm-hmm. in uh, 2014, the year that Pachirisu won everybody's hearts, actually. <laughs> uh, and then I went uh, to uh, SmashCon last year. Oh. And at both of those events, I met, I think, 2014, I met GCPM11, uh, mm-hmm. who is another YouTuber. He was the one who's like black and white walkthroughs back in the day inspired me to make my channel. So that was a big deal for me. And mm-hmm. then I showed him like my business card. He was like, oh, I've seen this before. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, that's validation right there. Yeah. And then uh, Shofu said the same thing at SmashCon. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, he's like, oh, I've seen your videos before. And I was like, that's crazy. Shofu and GCPM11 have seen my videos. I mean, that just, that's like a sense of fulfillment right there. Um, <laughs> And then just online, not in person, but like online, I've met people like uh, the fourth gen gamer, uh, KG Prestige, just a lot of like really friendly people. And mm-hmm. it's funny because normally it's not us like talking to each other, uh, organizing these things. A lot of times it was our fan bases that kind of mingled together and was like, you should collaborate with this guy because he does a similar content to you. And now we're great friends. So, you know. It's it's stuff like that that's like really really cool about YouTube is that sometimes mm-hmm. the community pushes you in the direction of these people. Oh yeah, absolutely. I understand. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we we have the same thing in the Pokemon podcast community as well. So we we definitely have a lot of people or fans push each other towards or push us towards oh, yeah, each other. I, I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. Absolutely. Um. So is there anything else you wanna you wanna bring up? Anything you wanna you wanna throw out there that people want should know about you? Ooh, well, I don't know about me in general. Um, I would just say like, I would just give like some general YouTube advice, mm-hmm. uh, and I would say that uh, you definitely need to have just a niche on YouTube. Like, don't try to fit the mold that everybody else does. And I know that's hard with Pokemon because Pokemon is incredibly like oversaturated on YouTube, and there's just I mean, try to name a, a bunch of Poketubers. Like, you can name like a hundred easily, like mm-hmm. with numbers that are mine or bigger. And so if it's crazy. It's it's very, very hard to find a video that someone hasn't done before. But odds are, if you find that and you do it well, it's going to work out. Uh, so don't don't be like me in the beginning and sit down and be like, let me do a Pokemon black and white walkthrough and it'll just get a thousand views. You know, it's really easy. No, no, because everyone's doing that. You do not see in the search results all the millions of YouTubers have tried to do the same thing and have failed. You only see like the top ten. So mm. definitely, definitely try to find your own thing and do it well. That's what I have to say. I, I agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's all I have for you today. Uh, so I, I want right. to thank, thank you once again for doing this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you again for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's great. I love to like this conversation was great. <laughs> We're one creator to another. It's just fun to talk about creation, uh, content creation. So uh, that's really great. So where, where can people find you? Just drop your links. Let people know. Uh, they can find me on, of course, youtube.com slash jprpokeytrainer98. And they can also find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash jprpt98 or just at jprpt98. That works as well. Perfect. And uh, also I have a Discord server. So you can check that out. It's always in the description of my videos. So uh, that's nice too. Awesome. So yeah, this, this jpr98, thank you for showing up. Uh, and thank you to everybody else who's listening to this. Uh, we are going to get you right back to your regular programming. 
And with that, guys, we're going to have to leave you today. Thanks for listening. If you want more Puckle, you can always check out Puckle Plus on Thursday when I believe Battlecast, TCG Cast, and probably a new Puckle Live will all be dropping simultaneously, so you can get a lot of Puckle in your week this Thursday, or at least at some point this week. I'm not sure if it'll be Thursday exactly. We're trying to get back on track. So please check those things out if you haven't already, guys. We really appreciate it. So until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch, and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. And thank you, of course, to our patrons for helping us with the show. So thank you to Greg Viger, duly noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, Taylor, Alex, R Sigma, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Michael, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Eric, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Mikey, Kevin, Half Full Reviews, Rory, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Treby, and Alex. Thanks again, guys. We really appreciate it. And watch out for more Puckle Patreon-exclusive stuff coming to you in the near future. Catch you on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.